Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that sort of fits into the overall macro plot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order, and you can skip the ones you don't like. Today, we are playing using the combat mechanics from a game called Superpunk. This is our first time playing, so we might make some mistakes. Bear with us. Uh, if you like these mechanics, you can find uh, the game Superpunk at www.drivethrough with a U, pg.com slash product slash 380192 slash superpunk. We actually play a couple by this guy. He's a cool guy. Go check it out. Or girl. Um, we don't know. We don't know. Mm. <laughs> um, you can build your own superpunk character and play a game with your friends. Speaking of which, we are joined by a couple of friends today. We have Lothario. Well, good morning or good afternoon or whatever time it is when you happen to be listening to this episode... Uh, my name's Lothario Bushaki, and um, if you have heard me in the past, you know that my hair is usually auburn, but today I have dyed it. So instead of having a hat like I usually tend to wear because it's fashionable, I have dyed my hair so that it is violet that matches my violet eyes, <laughs> but only all the way up into the tips. The tips are black because, you know, I think that's going to be the color scheme perhaps for this entire episode. And so, to match that uh, hair decision, I've also, I'm wearing some denim pants, uh, jeans, if you will. Uh, I'm wearing some black boots, like, kind of like what an oil field person would wear on a rig, or maybe a motorcycle rider would wear when he's going down the road, with little bitty chains on it. That's what I'm wearing. And then, for my, uh, my torso, I got a leather jacket, black, of course. Teeny tiny zippers all over the place. It looks great. All right, very good. And in the uh, the spirit of super punk, could you tell us what your super and your punk are? As a matter of fact, I can. So, my super, my superpower is, well, no, just super, sorry, is uh, I have heroic optimism. I see the best in every possible situation, and I, I, I have a, a will to uh, pursue what is good. And what is beautiful in this world? And my punk, which uh, differentiates me from the crowd, is my, uh, that I am unrestricted by fashion norms, and uh, I do happen to have uh, difficulty maintaining consistent employment. So, I, I mean, that's about <laughs> as punk as you can be, right? Absolutely. And I think you had a superpower there? Uh, indeed. So, I... For all y'all that don't know, I'm an aspiring musician, and so through practicing, I have found that with the power of music, I can fly, but it's not exactly what y'all think. I can only fly straight up, and uh, when I stop playing, I stop flying, and I cannot um, control my descent down, so I gotta be real careful. I've, been, I've broken several instruments so far, and it has been tragic. All right, very good, thank you. And uh, next we have Cal. Cal is like four feet. I don't know if he's he's a bird person because I don't know if we're uh, doing that anymore. Yes, he's but... a bird person. Oh, he's still a bird person? Yay! <laughs> so he's like a four foot bird person. He wears a 
gray pinstripe suit. He is the HR manager for the FBK to help try to change their image and to stop all the arson. Alleged arson. Alleged arson. (laughs) It's alleged now because of because of Kel. (laughs) He he wears glasses and because one person keeps trying to say that they can see through his persona. He now has a mustache as well. But here's the thing. He's a bird. <laughs> he can't grow mustaches. So it's actually a black furry worm <laughs> that he could take on and off when he needs to. And he resists the urge to eat the worm. <laughs> oh, they're friends. Okay. Um, and I believe you were going to tell us about your super punk and power. Uh, the super is honesty, integrity, and HR-ness. Mm-hmm. The punk is, he is judgmental to the max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his power is he's impervious to getting hurt both physically and emotionally. Very good. And because I think... you have to be impervious emotionally to be able to be an HR manager. Very true. And I think last we have Jill. Hey, everybody. I'm Jill. Uh, My goal with Jill is that I'm going to be learning a character voice. So I've been watching a Sofia Vergara clip before every game just to like slowly over time learn how to talk like her. She's really funny. Not like her written lines when she improvs on shows and stuff. So maybe I'll get funnier too. I don't know. Constant goals is good. Whether or not you get better. I don't know if that's achievable or not, but goals are good. So... (laughs) Anyway, so Jill's super is that she has an unbreakable drive. She tends to just do what she wants. Uh, She doesn't really let things like laws stop her. And that's also pretty punk, but specifically punk is rejecting society's roles. And her power is situational camouflage. She kind of blends in real good. And uh, I've prepared a a maid joke for you guys because she's kind of dressed in an appallingly unattractive maid outfit today. In the mafia, what do you call a butler? What? A, a what? A, a butler? A, a butler. I don't know. What, what would you call a butler? <laughs> a made man. Aww. <laughs> All right. Very good. The three of you are in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. It's a wooden room with tables and benches, a bar along one side, and a job flyer poster board on the other side. Uh, why don't you guys describe what you're doing to us, for us? Oh. Well, to you, we're not doing anything yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> Cal is in his customary corner doing his uh, latest HR lecture, finishing it up and uh, sending everybody off. And then he, he says, uh, Lothario, Jill, it's time for your, whatchamacallit, you know, where I follow you around. Pick it a manager. Let's go. What is Lothario doing? So, uh, I am surprised by uh, Cal's uh, very sudden insistence on him following us, which I'm I'm fine with. I'm just surprised by it. I'm What I'm doing is I'm leaning against, not the bar per se, but by the bar uh, against a post, and I'm trying to exude tough vibes. And I'm practicing. I'm not very good at it, mind you. I got a silver piece in my hand. And I'm trying to flip it, you know, all cool. Like, I I flip it up and I try to catch it. 
but it's going all over the place. I've lost like 25 silver this morning already. Mmm. That's a hard, it's a hard <laughs> skill. Fails at being cool. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I said, I may fail at being tough or looking tough, but I am cool. Everybody thinks so. Look at all these people with, uh, with money. <laughs> I just, I just gave them money. That's cool. <laughs> Can't tell the difference between what's for the audience and what's actually being said out loud. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I would like to retract my, my outburst. Sorry, cow. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Are you having a drink or anything? No, not currently. It's, uh, that would only make catching that coin even worse, I, I would imagine. So I'm trying to focus. Gotcha. All right, Jill, how about you? The coin rolls and comes to a stop on the ground and then this like you can't describe it as anything other than a vacuum machine comes up and it's looming and it's looming towards the coin and it's like if you've played D and you've ever had a bag of devouring plus a gust spell it's like whoosh and so as the machine rolls over the coin it gets devoured and i'm vacuuming you gotta okay. mover <laughs> yeah. all right what would you guys like to do today Observe these two. Make sure they're not going to do anything messed up. Well, I am uh, disappointed at my financial state, given my attempts to catch this coin. So what I would like to do is I would like to go to the job board to see if there is a job that pays at least 25 silver. <laughs> I believe they all would. Um... All right, you go to the job board and you do see one note. It seems to be written on a prescription pad and uh, it says, please come by the uh, town hospital. We have been noticing an influx of sick patients from a nearby farming village and we would like someone to investigate this new phenomenon. Signed, Hecatate Fernanda. Phenomena. Do, 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 do. Uh, pardon me, GM. Could you repeat the name of the person that wrote this note? Hecate Fernada. Thank you very much. Speaks to people in the clouds. I would like to think I'm talking to my inner self. You ever have conversations with yourself? That's totally healthy. You got different parts inside you that are trying to achieve different goals, and they all need to get on the same page. That's all. How are your Needs stress to levels? see a psychologi psychologist. I dabble in psychology. Oh, stress levels? I'm doing okay. Except for the... Now that I have a way to recoup the money that I have lost earlier today, I'm feeling great. Oh, yeah. How much does that job pay? It doesn't specifically say. Hmm. I think, if I recall, uh, Nula Sag, he has a minimum threshold for things that make it onto this board if I am to understand the manual correctly. So yes. I think we're doing okay. Absolutely. Yeah, they have to prepay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's there there was quite a bit of gold that came from the hospital for this one, but it doesn't specifically stay on the on the job poster. Hey Nulasag. <laughs> hey Nulasag, how much does this job pay? Is Nulasag in the room? Yeah, GM, they are. <laughs> oh, hello there. Um I think all of these jobs nowadays pay at least 5,000 gold each. <laughs> Mama Pajama. I'm so glad you asked that, Cal. You're welcome. Has someone been smoking in here? I'm gonna, um, 
look side to side um, and say, nope, you smell that too? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. You know, I'm going to go check out back because that's where them smokers usually end up. So I'm going to casually walk to the back and try to tuck my cigarettes a little bit further into my my leather coat. (laughs) Those will kill you. I shake my head from side to side. Lies to the boss. Has Lothario been smoking today? I have been smoking. Wait, is, new, is this Nulasag asking or is this the Oracle or the GM? This is the GM. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I have been smoking. And yes, I, but I smoked in the back. I wasn't smoking inside. That's rude. Unless you How know many cigarettes a, have you smoked today? Just one. We're early. Just but one. I am, just one. I'm trying to look tough. But I put it out in the appropriate place. And I, I disposed of my waste properly. Now, when I, what I, just to clarify what I said in the Nulisag, I said, you smell that too, because that means, all that implies is that I smell it. <laughs> and then I said, I think they're smoking in the back because that's where they usually smoke. And that happens to be where I was smoking. No lies. It, I'm trying to be honest with my boss, but not get in trouble with the boss, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so our cigarette count is one today. We're gonna we're gonna work on you. you okay. Let me know when the craving hits and you smoke another one. Okay. Oh well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I see how stressful this day ends up being. Uh huh. Okay. Um. All right. So that's happening. What do you guys want to do next? The whooshing stops, and the uh, vacuum has wheels. So I I fold it I'm up. Sorry. And- the vacuum? Yeah, I'm trying to learn how to talk like <laughs> Sofia Vergara. <laughs> okay. She's adorable. So I'm ready to go because I've rolled it, you know, it's folded, it's rolled. Mm-hmm. And, and I. And now that you have 25 silver in there. <laughs> you know, I do. I claim it's a bag of devouring. Am I recouping it, the items it's later? It's on the ground. It's free. Yes, that's how that works. <laughs> So, I understand that our HR representative is encouraging theft on business grounds. Uh, no, this is not character voice. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's a trap. <laughs> Out of character, they want to uh, catch me doing something illegal in character. All right. So I'm at the door. I'm ready to go. I'm heading out and got the prescription pad paper, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lothario mm-hmm. has it. Yeah, we're ready uh, to go. I don't. I remember reading it. I never picked it up. I did okay. read it out loud because I like friends to go with me on adventures, or vice versa. I like to go on adventures with friends. So you have the paper, and I was sneaking my way to the back to to, to investigate the uh, quote unquote smokers. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Jill goes out the back door. Jill pushes the door open. And steps out the back door. Hopefully, Cal follows and Lothario's out here. And my intention is to head to the hospital. Okay. On his way out, Cal looks at Nulaseg. It's his jacket. That's what you're smelling. Oh, well, I know, but we should still work on him. Keep an eye on him. Okay, but smoke is not illegal. I can't write him up for that. Oh, actually, you're not allowed to smoke indoors at Fire Breathing Kittens. Well, he wasn't. I still can't write him up. For a smelly jacket. I know. I'm not asking for a write-up. Just encouragement of your peers. That's not my job. <laughs> okay, Cal. <laughs> so, 
you you go out back and you find Lothario? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lothario, let's go to the hospital. Yeah, okay. Um, Did you hear that Nulisag said at least 5,000 gold? That's why I'm here. Yeah, me too. Let's let's get going. Cal, um, I do want to ask, are you following us in a professional capacity as uh, to review our performance as Fire Breathing Kittens? Yes. Okay, so we don't have to split this 5,000, at least 5,000 gold with you, is that correct? No, that's how I get paid. What? Okay, well, you better pull your weight. I do. I keep you out of trouble, HR manager. Hmm. Lothario will stroke his goatee and say, yeah, I suppose that's true. Keep up the good work. Hey, I just got noodles egg not to write you up for smelling like cigarettes. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, I, <laughs> I owe you one. All right, go. All right, well, let's keep walking to the hospital then. All right, you walk across cobblestone streets. Uh, you all know where the hospital is. This is a fairly standard location in town. Um, you pass several shops along the way. There is a bakery that smells very good along the way. Um, there's a shoe store, a clothing store. I don't know if any of this appeals to you guys. Uh, I do want to peruse window shop, you know, until they, like, kind of pick out what fashions I would like to use my, my earnings on later. I don't have the money now, but later I want to kind of say, oh yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I do have the money for a nice, tasty uh, croissant. So if we can get one of those, and then we could be on our way, I'd be more than happy to. Uh, hey, y'all want a croissant? It's on me. Easily distracted <laughs> from job. I accept the croissant, but then if you're really paying attention, you see that I haven't eaten it. Like, it looks like I'm eating it, but I'm just kind of dropping bits on the floor. Or cobblestones. Yeah. I don't think I would Littering. notice that. Um, yeah, you pay for your croissants. Um, they they aren't very much. They're a couple copper. And uh, you look in the windows of the stores. It seems like there is a new trend going through um, going through Nicomoy. Uh, a lot of the shops are displaying, you know, leather and PVC items with lots of spikes and zippers, and uh, you know, there's lots of shiny black material, um, lots of leather. You know, so BDSM seasons in town. Yeah, pretty much. You see a couple plague masks. Yeah, but you make your way to the hospital, and you see it is a long, low building, very rectangular. Regular windows spread throughout. Uh, there is one main entrance. There is a line of people outside, um, and a closed door with a little little window in it. How do you proceed? I would like to uh, go to the end of the line as if we are getting in line, and then I will ask the person in front of us, uh, pardon me, ex actually, hold on. Is the person in front of me a lady or a gentleman? A lady. Okay, I will say, pardon me, baby. I was wondering if you could tell the three of us, um, what's going on with this line? Are you doing okay, first of all? I mean, I don't mean to burden you with my questions, if you're here and you need medical assistance. But I was just wondering if you could help us out. <coughs> We're all here because we need medical assistance. Get in the line. Oh, <laughs> are you here to see Dr. Hecate, uh, pardon me, Hecate Fernanda? Oh, who knows? We're all just sick. We'll take anyone we can get. 
Don't you know it takes at least a week to get into this place now? Mm. I've been camped here for four days. Oh, that's terrible. Um, y'all need any food or anything? No, they bring out bowls of soup while we wait. Well, that's, mm. that's kind. Uh, y'all from out of town? Of course. Well, you say of course as if Nicomore isn't populated with people. I didn't know. Uh, where you from? She, she gestures down at her clothing. I don't think people around here dress like this. She's dressed like a farmer. Where almost everyone here is from the area surrounding Mishui. There's a plague. Didn't anyone tell you? And you brought it here? Well, what are we supposed to do? I know what I'm supposed Not to do. I'd like to roll the dice for the first time in the game. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to walk past the line because I'm dressed like a maid and I'm wheeling a vacuum. Okay. And honestly, I'm pretty sure you Unbreakable Drive contributes to this, sure. So go ahead and roll two die. Okay, yeah, I was going more with my situational camouflage, but yes. And all right, so um can I get uh so it says plus one one D six to find out how it goes. Plus one if you're prepared, such as if you're carrying a vacuum, and plus one if it relates to your super punker power. Can I get three? Sure. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Well, all right. So that's a one, a three, and a four. And that means one die succeeds. I barely management the GM inflicts a complication, harm, or cost. So I just try to stroll past the line, wheeling a vacuum, dressed like a maid in an appallingly unattractive outfit. What happens? Well, you manage to make it to the front of the line, but absolutely everyone notices what you're doing. Some people throw rotten food at you. You know, you have some of that on your maid outfit now. Oh, I clean they... it. I pause. I clean. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I vacuum uh -huh. it up. <laughs> and everyone in the line hates you now, but you do get to the front. Um, I, I start cleaning and I like slowly clean my way through the front doors. I'd like to go in and do a stealth. I'm sorry, let me describe the front door here. Oh. This is a large wooden door with a small window in it that has a sliding metal grate, and it is firmly locked. Oh, okay, all right, so I want the worker's entrance? There's, there's only one entrance. Okay, well then I guess I knock on the door, and I say, I'm back. Someone opens the door and says, oh, who, who are you? Okay, so just to explain the GM, my character only lies. It's like a role-playing mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that's fine. All right. So I say, Jill. I gesture towards the vacuum. I turn it on, and I start vacuuming some rotten fruit that just keeps appearing next to me for some reason. Um, okay. Are, do, do you work here? Where's your badge? I'd like to roll for it. I figured. All right. What are we rolling here? Uh, we're rolling for my ability to look surprised as I see that my badge is not there. And I'm like, oh, I left it at home. At home. I don't know, whatever, accents. So that means I get 1d6 to find out how it goes, plus one if I'm prepared, which I'm clearly not, and plus one if it relates to my super punker power, and my power is camouflage. So I would say two die. Two die as I try to get in. That's, that's snake eyes. So... Um, if none of the dice succeed, it goes wrong. The GM says how things get worse somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person behind the door says, no, no, we don't have a big staff here. Have you seen our budget? 
I know everyone and you are not on the list, so I'm gonna call security now. Oh, I, at this moment, I would like to show up and say, pardon me, uh, I'm on the security detail that is helping to administer this hospital. Uh, did you say that there's something needs to be done here? Is this lady causing you trouble? You want to try to roll for this one? Well, do you <laughs> think I should roll for this one? I think I'm very convincing. Um, I think that this is a very, this would be a very high DC if we were still playing D&D. We're not. Thankfully, ah. <laughs> um, we are not. I only have to roll a four. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. you get one die on this one. <laughs> one die? No, I, uh, how about my heroic, heroic optimism? I think I am confident we can get in this door. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you that one on this. No problem. He is already very suspicious of you guys. Well, there is good reason. I rolled a one as well. <laughs> this, these dice are just not going our way. All right. Uh, Two Cal... armed guards show up. Oh, good. People to kill. That's that's when Cal shows up just after returning from the BDSM shot and getting, shop and getting a plague mask after he heard the word <laughs> plague. I did hear and that. And says... <laughs> <laughs> and says out loud not using the job flyer to gain entrance to where the job is mm. hint hint oh yeah oh yeah hey uh sorry uh when i said security detail i meant freelance adventuring party that is here to save the day i hold up the flyer <laughs> Uh, he accepts it. It's a very clearly written prescription. Um, <laughs> and gives you access, but you are flanked by two armed security guards at this point. That's cool. It's like that we, is we well got deserved. A, <laughs> we got an entourage. That That's uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the little metal door closes. The, the A bar is lifted. The door swings inward. The crowd of hopeful people outside surge up. Uh, hoping to gain access and the security guards push them back and say, no, 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 you know the doctor shortage. We'll get to you when we can. And the three of you are ushered inside and then the door is closed again and a large wooden beam is closed against the door, blocking out the patients waiting to get in. I think I'm going to consider a a career in medicine. If there's this kind of shortage, I imagine the pay for doctors must be very high. So Part-time adventuring with fire-breathing kittens, but then part-time doctoring here at the hospital. Oh, it's actually to... very, it's actually very interesting. The pay for doctors goes down during during a, a major health event. It's very interesting. But go on. That seems like a terrible policy. <laughs> I don't know who's dictating the pay here, but I. Hey, uh, Cal, you have HR abilities. Can you talk some sense into these fools? I don't have a contract with the hospital. But uh, depends on who is in charge. I mean, I could talk to my uncle, Dr. Crud III. Oh, yeah. Hell, he might be the one in charge. We don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say get some doctors on your side, and you can represent them as well. And then you'll, you, you got two jobs now, and you'll be making all kinds of money. Union negotiations yeah, well, are very profitable for HR people. Yeah, uh, let's talk to the boss, see if uh, we can get, uh, see how much he'll pay me to do that. I don't think the boss is going to pay you money to take more money from him. I just maybe talk to some doctors on the way. Oh, somebody's going to pay me. (laughs) Jill is looking for Dr. Crud the Third, because I heard a name, so I'm going to try to find that doctor. 
Sure. <laughs> there is a um, in in, uh, in the main lobby here. There is a sign with all of the different doctors and their room numbers for their respective clinics. Is crud comma three one of them? Yes, it is. It's uh, on the second floor, room two forty seven. Sweet. I vacuum as I go up there, and I'm definitely like looking sideways at the security guards, figuring out how to use them to my advantage. Okay. Do uh, we they, see? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, GM. They definitely are tailing you. Are the three of you sticking together, or are you splitting up? Well, if there is a board that indicates what room each doctor's in, I'm going to look for Hecate Fernanda. Yes. Um, 113. Then I will announce out loud to my party, hey, and the guards, of course, our entourage, sorry. Hey, y'all, um, we should talk to Hecate, and then maybe we can talk to some of the other doctors to get their perspective. Does that sound like a good plan to y'all? Yes, I turn around from the second floor, and I go to room 113 with Lothario. All right, very good. Uh, you see uh, a, a waiting room inside. Um, it's a very small room. And then a door beside the reception desk. Uh, there is a young elven woman sitting at the desk uh, taking names. Uh, I suppose I'll introduce us. Uh, hey, baby. I would like to say hello and introduce myself as Lothario Bushaki. I don't know if you've heard of Heard of me or five breathing kittens? These these are my comrades. This is uh, Cal, and this is Jill Flores. I look on her appalling maid uniform, and it says Jill Flores right there, so I know who I'm dealing with. Uh, uh, can you direct us to Doctor Hecate? I'm sorry, I spent so much time introducing us, I forgot to ask the purpose of our visit. The woman does not look up from her typing. Yes, he's expecting you. Go on through. Also, please keep language professional. Oh, I was totally professional. No, you weren't. Oh, ah, uh, Cal, you gotta go coach me up. Yeah, we don't use pet names to people we just met. That's called sexual harassment. No, what, if I say baby to everybody, male, female, otherwise, how is that harassment? It's just a, a personality quirk. Did you ask permission if you could use pet names? I didn't use permission to speak. Should I ask permission to say something? Or are we in a free country? Quote, unquote. I look at the bodyguards, or whatever they are. Hospital security. And I'm waiting for them to pounce on Lothario. <laughs> <laughs> they are capable of doing so, but he has not crossed the line just yet. Ah. Tell you what, Lothario. I will give you a special one-on-one -on -one advance interrogation sexual harassment seminar. So are you trying to enhance my sexual harassment abilities? I don't think that's the way I want to go. No, it goes the opposite way. Oh, okay then. Yeah, I, I'd be all right. I don't want people to be uncomfortable. If I'm making people uncomfortable, that's that's wrong. I don't want that. I just I just grew up in a very friendly city. Everybody's very uh, personable. You know what I mean? <laughs> For now, let's just, you know, drop the pet names. Can you do that? Step one, no pet names. Whatever you say, baby. There we go again. Yes, for the listeners, please do not refer to medical professionals as baby. It's not It's not good. No. What if they are literally uh, under the age of one year old and yet somehow have a medical license? Would it be appropriate to call them baby in that circumstance? You've seen no. boss baby, but have you seen doctor baby? <laughs> okay, then um, 
excuse me, uh, medical professional. Uh, I apologize for calling you baby. Apparently that is something that we only do in Godilu. Uh, please accept my apologies. Dr. Crud, we cool? Sorry, you're not Dr. Crud, you're Cal. <laughs> yes, I am Cal. Dr. Crud's my uncle. Yes. The third. Sorry. Uh-huh. That name was still stuck in my head. I'm confused. I tell you what, why don't you take the lead on this one, Cal? My job is to observe you. Uh, you take rats. the lead. Jill, you want to do some talking up in here? I look away from, disappointedly, from the hospital security staff. <laughs> and oh, I, she's going to get that hospital security staff to beat you up. One day. Beat up somebody. I just want to see it. And then I, I walk towards room 113 because all these rooms have numbers on them, right? Yes, you already went through the door to 113. There's a waiting area inside. It's very small, a couple chairs, a desk, and a door that goes into the actual exam rooms. Got it. Okay, and since the reception staff said to go in, I do. Yes, the door has already been buzzed open. Mm. Mm-hmm. You go through, um, and there you see standing in a hallway is a, uh, a elderly human man wearing a long white coat with a stethoscope around his neck. I look behind him. Is there anybody there, else? No, there's just an empty hallway and there's three rooms. Uh, he looks like he is writing on a clipboard and preparing to go into the next room. Did Jill's escort come in too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like them. All right. So uh, I wait because the security staff will introduce me. I have an entourage. <laughs> How long are you prepared to wait? I stand there and I look at them. Um, the the presumed doctor goes into the next room. All right. Uh, okay. So, I, I feel optimistic about helping all those people that are waiting outside. And I'm gonna do my best to fight through all this nonsense with the entourage that we have recently acquired and all these restrictive language rules that Cal's thrusting upon me. So, I'm <laughs> gonna go ahead and go to the other room and say, excuse me, doctor, we are here from the fire-breathing kittens. And I will, um, I will have picked up the prescription paper. I was like, I believe this is your writing, uh, barely legible, but here it is. And how can we help you? Sir, my writing is positively fine. I, I assure you. Uh, yes, I'm just finishing up with this person. I'll be right out. He scribbles down a few more instructions for the person and gives them a paper and says, just talk to the front desk. They'll take care of everything. We'll see you soon. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Um, let's go out there and, and talk to everyone as a group here. That's a good he, plan. Yeah, he brings you back out to the, the little hallway between the three rooms. I brought you all here because I'm sure you noticed that we are overrun right now. You know, we only have so many doctors and there's a new illness that has popped up um, in the farmland west of here. We're not sure what's causing it, but everyone is coming in sick. They're mostly coughing, but sometimes a variety of other symptoms. Um, this just started a few weeks ago, and we can't keep up. All of the doctors here are double booking their schedules, and people are still waiting days and days to get in to see us. We're we're at our wits' end, and we need help. Well, is that is why we are this here. Mask off. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> is it safe to take this plague mask off? The doctor is wearing a mask, but not as dramatic of a mask as you are. I extend my question. Go ahead, Lothario. Uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Cal. So, You're welcome. we are here to help you in a variety of ways. So, 
Number one, what's your hiring situation like? Do you need more doctors? I am somewhat qualified to help people in that capacity. So we can, number one, increase the number of doctors you have available to see all these people. Oh, uh, could you? I mean, it usually takes two to three years to hire a doctor, you know? I mean, it's really a rigorous process to get somebody who's gone through medical school, residency, board certified in an appropriate field. Um, what is your board certification? Well, I got certified in Gaudilu, and we have a little bit of a different certification process. I don't know if that transfers here in the Nicomoy, but I imagine it would with uh, commerce clause and all that. And you can respect the licenses of other places in the... Anyway, yeah, I'll get that sent to you. So, uh, while that's being processed, and we deal with the, this immediate issue, uh, I understand that you get paid less the busier you are, is that correct? Absolutely. Um, typically speaking, when there's a major outbreak of anything like this, doctor pay goes down, but, you know, we all have to roll with the punches. Why is this relevant? Well, my man Cal here, he can help you with that and negotiate uh, a fair pay for you. I mean, you're stretched to the limit. You need to be paid accordingly. You're providing a service after all. You're helping all these people. I mean, feel free. Doctors aren't really business people, so we don't deal with any of that. But by all means, uh, my bigger concern is the fact that people are dying routinely on in the hallway outside. Oh, yeah. I'm getting there. So, <laughs> I don't know. So, they, you let them in the hallway? Well, Do no, I mean the outside. Oh, there, there's a waiting period to get a new doctor here. You know, we just don't have enough appointment slots here. We're all staying late, and it still takes weeks for these people to get in here. Have you tried killing everybody before they can get to the hospital? No. That is, uh, not... That is not what I was thinking when we hired an adventuring guild. We were hoping more exploration and finding the source of this new illness. I will say, we are in the business of problem solving. <laughs> and uh, Jill here is an idea machine. Goes right to murder. So she generates the ideas and someone else vets the ideas? Eh, most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we skip the vetting part, we just jump right to the execution. Oh, so, oh. I do um, love execution. See what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, maybe we should, uh, maybe no, I but should we don't have choose to... a different... We don't have to do that. You're the customer. What made you so, think that we, fire-breathing kittens, could fix a plague? <laughs> well, we're running out of just, options. He just wants us to find the source. And if we find the source, we don't even need to cure nothing. We just get paid for finding what the source is. Let's do that. I've killed bugs before, but I don't know if I can kill tiny, tiny bugs. Um, yeah, I was there. I was thinking we would have some clerics over at Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, maybe a paladin. I don't know. Doctor, let me assure you the FBK does not endorse murder and will never endorse murder. No, I, 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 murder is free. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,. <laughs> Dr. Fanata pulls uh, Cal aside and says, you know, we do have a psychiatric department. I, I could help skip the line a bit in extreme cases. <laughs> this is fun. No, you just got to point me to what to kill. 
Shall we go to Mishui? I will defeat the enemy. <laughs> Doctor, don't worry about it just yet, but I will keep that in mind. I'm more worried about Lothario with his, uh, <laughs> his, uh, all his advances to other people that he does. That's not healthy. She's oh. just a hired gun. Oh, I mean, you're right. We can definitely tell he has elements of histrionic and borderline personality disorder. <laughs> See? You gotta get locked up, too. <laughs> I assume this is still a private conversation between Cal and the doctor, and I can't hear any of that? Yeah, yes. and the doctor yes. doesn't know about the DID okay. that Cal suffers from, or he'd get locked up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me get your card. We'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, really, we only do that if, if they're a danger to themselves. Uh, I haven't observed them quite that long, but uh, keep keep me in the loop here. You know, everyone's safety That's is important. That's my whole thing. That's mm -hmm. my whole thing. I will, that, look, see, all the notes I've taken? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in here we might need to get help for. Okay, well, let's see if we can uh, open up some space in general. And he makes sure that uh, Jill can't hear him say that. It'll be fun getting your 5,000 gold, I think to myself. <laughs> At least! <laughs> All right. Um, but anyways, uh, just to brief you on the issue here, um, there seem to be issues around the, the Mishui area. Um, most most of them don't seem to be from this the, the town itself. Um, it looks like most of them are from a small farming community called Lutop Field. Are you familiar with it? I can confidently say no. Okay. Just for the it's, DM notes, that's an I. I just bad at typing. What is the L at the top? It's an I. Oh, that's an I. Yeah. Oops. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's hard oh, to say. Now it's an L. IU top field. Okay. Yeah. Yes, IU top field. Sorry, I can't even read my own writing. Um, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's a small farming community um, just outside of Mishui. Uh, you know, no no major towns at all. Everything's very spread out there. So I'm not quite sure how a communicable illness would would travel so so rapidly there. We gotta go kill those rats. They spread the disease. I love with that. I'm good at the killing. Oh, if you find Actually, any disease rats, it's not rats. the rats. It's the fleas on the rats. Now. Oh, it I'm sorry, no, this is not bubonic plague. Uh, we haven't seen that in quite some time. This seems to be a, a strange coughing illness. It seems like everyone is getting uh, mostly viral symptoms that just seem to linger and linger. Um, ah, I'm, antivirus, I'm sure why. says the maid. Uh, maybe. I mean, all of our testing has come up negative so far. Um, <laughs> they don't seem to have any viral markers, and we're at a loss. Is Typhoid Mary around? Not that I can think of, but that's E. coli. A lot of the same symptoms. Mm. Yeah, you know, I must say, in listening to your back and forth, y'all use a lot of complex words that never really came up in the Godilu School of Medicine and Real Estate Speculation. So I'm just going to assume y'all know what y'all talking about. And I may go ahead and take back my application to be a doctor in this place because... <laughs> I don't feel I'm quite prepared. I'm going to stick to the problem solving and we're going to go ahead and go to Mishui and find out what's going on. Okay. So anything else you guys want to do here? I would like to know if I like lean backwards and like 
lean up against the wall and like kind of like lean next to the drawer. If I'm leaning next to like a stethoscope or something, can I pocket it? With two guards yeah. staring at you? Okay, I look at them and I put it down. And I <laughs> As it, you could, but you you have to roll two die. Okay. I wanna play a super punk game like a super punk, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna roll. I got a four. <laughs> One four? Yes. Okay. Uh you I let me pull up the rules again. <laughs> I barely manage you roll it. one. You manage uh, the GM inflicts a complication, harm, or cost. So what do you pick up? I think it would be really funny if they literally threw me out of the building and I landed on my butt. <laughs> uh-huh. Can they do that? I don't know. Well, care. you tell like me a, what a tongue what compressor. did you steal? You stole a tongue <laughs> compressor. Over a tongue compressor. <laughs> All right, you successfully steal the tongue compressor. Uh, you do get a splinter in your finger as you do it. Um, they're very, that's they're very poorly made. That's, that's um, terrible. You went like deep horror with that. <laughs> and uh, that's deep horror. <laughs> splinter on your tongue is no joke. How, however, well, I, the splinter was in your finger. Um, however, it's, it's meant for. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. The. <laughs> The security guards do notice that you are yet again trying to steal after your last warning. And uh, they try to take it from you, and you decide to try to keep it from them um, by squirreling it away. Where on your body, exactly? Into the vacuum. Into the vacuum, fine. Um, They don't know how to work your vacuum, so they summarily pick you up, one on each side, by your arms, and march you out of the building and dump you outside. Good. All right. I, yeah, this feels right. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Um, Lothario, Cal, what are you? What are you doing? Judging. <laughs> well, while the they are, while they are um, escorting my colleague out of the building, I'm gonna ask the doctor. Hey, uh, excuse me, doctor. Would you mind if I had a handful of tongue depressors? Oh, sure. They're they're very cheap. Go for it. Uh, thank you. And I'm gonna go ahead and put some in one of my zipper pockets in my coat. And I will supply some to uh, to Jill a little bit later, but she doesn't need to know that I ask politely because I am uh, I, w- I want her to feel like she's fighting the system. You know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So then I will uh, make my way outside and I'll say, Jill, I got these for you. Don't ask how. And I slip her some tongue depressors. Lies to Jill. Uh-huh. I didn't lie. I said I got him. I said, don't ask how. No lies detected. Okay. Well. Yeah. We haven't done much yet. <laughs> so, anyways, you're going to fight a plague. How do you proceed? I, before we leave, I know uh, people want to get going. I would like to ask the people in line while we're outside. Like, hmm? what was the time frame? Like, what started this? And who did you see that got sick first? And what seems to be the common denominator? Are you asking the whole crowd or anyone in particular? Um, I will ask the most attractive lady in line. That was a face But I will palm. be very professional. <laughs> face palm from the HR director. I, um, yes. What, are you saying that attractive people don't know stuff? That is an assumption that I will not abide. I she, didn't say nothing. Okay. She answers you. Um, she says, you know, we don't really know what happened. We... We are simple people. We farm our fields. Uh, we mostly grow wheat to make bread. Um, 
something changed a few weeks ago. The crops started to get very weak, you know, very dry. Um, and then people started getting sick. A drought can cause hantavirus, says the maid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, but that's all, that's all she knows. Uh, can you direct me to anybody who is more in charge of your farming community as far as uh, who determines what gets planted and when and how they are maintained? Well, every farmer decides for themselves what they want to grow. Like I said, most of the people in uh, Ayutab Field, we, we, we mostly grow wheat. It's what suits the area, but... Uh, there are a few people who grow other things, some soybeans, some corn, some potatoes, really whatever. Um, some people raise livestock and grow hay. That sounds like a very impressive and industrious lifestyle. I would like to get to know you better, but <laughs> let's figure out this problem first. And then we'll, uh, we'll move on to that later, if you are amenable to that idea. So, uh, thank you for your information. We're gonna go check it out. Yes, yes, uh... If you can solve the problem and I can go back to farming, well, and if I survive the next week, you know, <laughs> yes, sure. I, I, I am very optimistic that you will, my lady. She coughs prettily. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although your cough is a, I like, the bird is like a ray cough. of sunshine in a way, I will seek to end it so that uh, you are no longer repressed. Okay. Now, I, I have a question. The spittle that flies into his face from the cough, <laughs> yes. is that going to infect him? I have heroic <laughs> optimism. I'm confident that I will not get sick. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I can roll for that if you want. Oh, no. Just go about your day. Just, yeah. So you're going you're gonna to all go over to, are we going to Mishui or are we going to Ayutop Field? Utop Field. Is it pronounced Utop? It's, well... You know, when you make up a word and then you tell people how to pronounce it, you feel kind of like a douche. So I'm going to be like, do what you want. <laughs> I was well, saying, I say the locals, locals say it one way, outsiders yeah. say it a different way. That's fine. Sure. Depends on how bad the doctor's handwriting is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it also depends on the accent. So there is a train that goes to Mishui. Um, and then it is a short, you know, maybe 30 minute walk away from Mishui to get to the farming community. Um are you guys doing anything along the way? I am purchasing, using gold, I've got gold. I am mm -hmm. purchasing some peanut butter and a okay. bucket and a little rotating, like I'm, I'm making a mouse trap out of a bucket and some bait and a, a stick that goes up to the top of the bucket. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. When you try to use it, I'll let you roll then. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to place uh, an, a large order for dozens of these to be delivered to uh, Utah Fields. I prepay. Sure. Sure. So while on the train ride, I'm going to do two things. One, three things. Sorry. Uh, one, I'm going to light a second cigarette and start <laughs> smoking because I believe trains don't have the restriction. Number two, I'm going to be practicing on my loot so I can, you know, keep my musical senses keen. Mm -hmm. And number three, I would like to discuss with Cal uh, more in depth, like this one-on-one -on -one session he was recommending, how I should approach people and what the appropriate uh, avenue would be in order to do that. The appropriate way to approach someone is saying, hi, I am, state your name, 
how you doing today? <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna write that down. And then later, you may say, can I use a potentially harmful nickname for you? I see. You're emphasizing consent. I do believe that is an important principle. That is very important. Okay. Thank you for this session, Cal. I feel more informed. Oh, and to the audience, he is actually writing all this down. So I think he's going to use it in his personal life, too. <laughs> there, there are many applications. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you arrive at this uh, the edge of this farming community. You can see different plots walled off by um, just small wooden fences that are really just there to denote property lines. Um, no real barriers. Uh, most of the fields do contain wheat, uh, but when you look at them, they do seem to be very stunted. The wheat is turning brown earlier in the year than it should. Um, it's drooping. Um, it just doesn't look the way you would expect, at least from a distance. Are there, like, farmhouses? Mm-hmm. Okay. Many of them do seem to be empty right now. Oh, okay. So yeah, like they're we... all in Nicomoy get in line. Yeah. I guess I knock on the door politely on a farmhouse. Um you hear a man's voice inside say, Yes, state your business. Jess, I am with the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild. I, I give up on the accent. And I <laughs> You should keep trying. Okay. That's the only way you're gonna get better. It's, it's true, it's true. Alright. Practice makes progress. I am here to investigate the illness. Well, you might not want to come inside. We've got plenty of illness in here. That's why I'm here. Oh, all right. Um, The man opens the door. Um, He seems to be just fine. Uh, However, you do see behind him, there are two small children uh, laying on the couch in the living room in blankets that are coughing. Oh, makes me sad. This whole episode is a bit of a, uh, you know that the really good World War II movies didn't come out until about 20 years after World War II because a lot of people were like too soon for, you know, like the best war documentaries and stuff like that. It takes a good decade or two. So I don't know if this is too soon or not. Um, so. Too late now. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't no, know. It's, it's always darkest <laughs> before the dawn. Once we solve this problem, it's going to be fantastic because of the depth of the depravity that we are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I start cleaning. Sick people leave a lot of debris. Sure. There's tissues. Mm-hmm. They, there were. They got vacuumed up. Whoosh. Yeah. You see that they were made out of corn husks. Whoosh. Corn, huh? <laughs> All right. I would uh-huh. like to address the gentleman, and I will come up to him, and I will say, Hi, I am State Your Name. How are you doing today? Uh, may I use a potentially harmful nickname for you? I would rather you didn't. Oh, Cal, this is not the way I expected it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> you expect consent? I am charming, but I guess it's not really a, it's not really giving them agency if I expect an outcome already now, is it? Correct. Mm. I'm learning so much from you today. Okay, so I'll turn back to the gentleman. Hello. Let me start over. My name's Lothario. What is your name? Rick. Well, hello, Rick. Uh, we are here to try to solve the problem. I see that your I assume these are your children. Your children are sick. You are not sick. So, True. not sick, Rick. Uh, when did this start? And 
what, how did they come into contact with whatever illness that they are experiencing? Well, I, they were just playing in the wheat fields the other day. They, they haven't been doing well. Um, I haven't really had a reason to go in since the planting, you know, till harvest, you don't have to do a whole lot out here. So I've been mostly tending livestock, but they were playing in the wheat fields and they came back and they started coughing. And now they just seem drained. They've just been laying like this. Vampires. <laughs> we, we can go and fight the vampires for you. That is, uh, that is a possibility. But let's investigate some, some other ones before we jump to the vampire <laughs> conclusion. I wasn't um, expecting racism from the fire-breathing kittens. You what's noticed, racist about... You notice that Rick has fangs. Oh, no. How does he have I, a kit? Okay, anyways, so... <laughs> Why are you that? assuming vampires can't have children? Ma'am. I, no, that was out Cal's of Cal's going to go over to the children and check for fang bites and nits and anything that might be... Yeah, are these his food? Am I uh, to understand that vampires cannot get sick? They, Is that why you are immune? They are all vampires. The children have fangs as well. Okay. That's sad. Um, Being a kid body forever. We're going to go outside the field. <laughs> I'm going to go outside the field. <laughs> you do know that vampires can have children that will grow and stop aging once they reach adulthood. I'm glad we clarified that. So I'm going out to the field. I'm going to look for coughing all right so you're going out into the field and you're you're investigating these fields i'm trying to get myself sick yeah okay what do you do oh yes uh, before we leave i would like to accompany jill but i would try to hold her back say hey i want to join you but i want to ask rick one more question um has anything changed in the past few weeks uh regarding your land or any cosmological events perhaps or maybe some seedy fertilizer salesman something like that not that we can think of. We've just we've noticed that all of the uh, all of the plant life seems to be not doing well. It's strange. We've had the normal amount of rain. It hasn't. Uh, it, it, I can't think of anything being different. But the crops seem to be failing, and even the other plant life seems to not be doing well. The trees are not sprouting leaves the way they should this time of year. I'm not sure. That is peculiar. Thank you for your information, Rick. I respect you as a person and a vampire. And we will come to uh, figure out what this is. I guarantee it. All right. Um, so you're out in the fields now? Yeah, I'm trying to get sick. Can you describe what you do? I play in the wheat. First, I make myself a wheat bracelet. Then I make myself a wheat headband. Mm-hmm. Mm, roll a d6. Okay. I got a one. You got a one. You don't notice anything. Uh, all right, Lothario, what are you doing out here in the wheat field? I am uncertain. Um, my clothes, I don't want to mess up. And mm-hmm. the farmland is a, is a good place to get your clothes filthy. So I'm debating whether I want to go out into those fields. They are dry. That's true. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of... Okay, I'm going to take a sample of some wheat... And put sure. it in another one of my zipper pockets. Sure. Um, do you do you look at the wheat first? Uh, yes, I will look at the the shaft of the wheat as well as the the little nibs, the the, the grains themselves. 
Roll well, do they have grains? They do. Okay. I like nibs. We'll go with nibs. Cocoa mm. nibs. Mm. Wheat nibs. <laughs> I have a million dollar business, or excuse me, I have a million gold business idea for you later. <laughs> what, what was the Cereal. results of your D6, Lothario? <laughs> oh, sorry. I have not rolled yet. I was busy writing down. Mm-hmm. I got a four. You got a four. You notice a fine white powder coating the wheat sheaf. How did I, I will, not notice uh, that? Huh? How did I not notice that? You rolled a one. Oh, okay. That's fair. And to be honest, you were busy playing, making bracelets and headbands and stuff like that, which I enjoy myself. But I, all I did was I looked at it. Mm-hmm. So. And put it in your pocket, correct? Um, uh, yes. Also, where, while we're at this, um, Jill, could you roll a, D, a D6 again? And Lothario, could you roll three D6s, please? Just so you know, Cal is actually just flying in the air above it. He does not, He's not going in there. That's why you're not rolling a, a, a D6. <laughs> a three. Uh-huh. So, Lothario? Uh, my three die, or dice, indicate as follows. A six, a four, and a four. Uh, that is a super duper success. Yes, Man, it you guys, is. You guys are investigating this illness by uh, finding the illness and surviving it. Uh, <laughs> my, that's good. My optimism is unshakable. <laughs> Jill, you are fine. Lothario, oh. you are especially susceptible given your two cigarettes today. Mm-hmm. You start to cough. No, see, I'm breathing through the filter in my cigarette, so I'm filtering through all that nonsense. That's like a protective barrier. This is a roll to contract it. That is the roll to contract the illness. I got illness. a super duper contraction. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's, that's okay. Uh, you do notice that um, underlying pulmonary disease, such as those children's asthma, or your history of smoking, does increase your chance, i.e. number of die, to contract the illness. I'm okay. making wheat angels. I'm rolling in it. <laughs> you don't smoke. All I did was put it in my pocket. I will say, if I'm starting to cough, uh-huh. I may not even notice the difference because I cough because I smoke. So that's true. I, it, I see it as a regular happenstance of life. Yes. Um, just uh, for future reference, until you can get at least a 15th level cleric to remove this from you, you do officially have COPD at this point. Well, that's life. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyways, carry on. You found the white powder. What do you do now? Well, since I'm already infected, I'm going to go ahead and take that uh, wheat back out of my pocket, and I'm going to rub my pinky on the the grains where the white powder is and kind of touch to my tongue and and then... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of spit it out a little bit like they do in those plays I see with the town guards to mm-hmm. see if I can identify what this powder is. It has a nutty flavor to it. I will announce to my colleagues, hey, y'all, this, there is an unusual nutty flavor to this wheat. Um, I, I look up with the wheat head circlet and I'm like braiding wheat with my fingers and I kind of forgot we were investigating. And I'm like, <laughs> a nutty, nutty smell? Taste? You mm-hmm. ate it? Yeah, you know, you only live once, so I might as well do my best while I'm here. Mm-hmm. 
Cal, are you still flying ahead? Or flying overhead? Yes. You do notice a person in a field four fields over. I will relay I will relay that. Uh, guys, there's a guy over there. Hey, I'm going to look up a cow and say, You know, I should have remembered that you are impervious to all damage, physical and emotional. <laughs> and you should have been leading this effort oh, in yeah. this highly dangerous field. So, uh, I would like to apologize for my um, foolish choices. And, Cal, can you go check out and see what that man's up to? I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds like you're talking about Super Crud, who I am not. I'm just Cal. But you're flying in the air, right? Yes. He's a bird. Oh, dang. <laughs> I would like to... <laughs> audience at home, please forget that I said anything to that effort. I'll say... Hey, flying cow, um, can you ask that man to come over here or we can meet him halfway? You can just shout. I'm observing. Oh, he can't shout. He's got COPD. I shout. <laughs> we don't know that yet. <laughs> um, I'm like, hey, <laughs> really loudly. <laughs> and it's a pun because I got hey in my hand. Um... You hear her responding, hello? You don't sound sick. No. I make my way to them. Sure. You see, as it, it's a little bit of a hike. The fields are big. Um, but after a few minutes of walking in the direction that Cal indicated, you can see in the distance a woman wearing a uh, space outfit with bright red hair. Oh, no. Oh, I turn around. <laughs> <laughs> just walked back to Lothario. Um, so I was following, I was following Jill. Mm -hmm. And I see her stop and turn around. And I'm confused because she's, I, I was following her. So I don't know if, is there, is there something dangerous up ahead? Something I need to be aware of? It's just a space woman. <laughs> a space what now? Woman. Oh, well, this is, it's my time to shine then. <laughs> if that's what she identifies as. She might okay. identify as a Martian. We don't know yet. We'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. That is Deidre Halal. Yes, it is. They've met before. Is this lady dangerous? I look incredibly disappointed and I say, no. Oh, okay. Is she single? I mean, okay, so what's going through my head right now is if I don't like you, I'll set you up with her because she's terrible. She's the security officer who uh, was on duty when she and her crew got kidnapped, the rest of her coworkers, in a space race. So she had one job and she failed at it. And then when I went to go break her out of prison, instead of staying quiet so I could break her out of prison, she started screaming. Um, not, I probably would have broken her out of prison, you know? She should have trusted me a bit more. Oh, you tried to leave her there. Yeah, and so, <laughs> well, anyway, so, uh, I, you know, Lothario has been, I like the player, but I think your character, maybe I say, Jess, she's single. Oh, okay. Well, that is you. good news. Because um, I don't want to do anything inappropriate, you see. And I emphasize that. So my character is reflected to Jill. Uh, so I will walk up to this lady. I say, uh, pardon me, ma'am. Uh, are you, is this your farm? She 
looks up at you startled, um, and you catch her in the act of scattering powder from a pouch that she has brought with her. Uh, no. No. Why? Um, because I notice you are distributing some contents onto this field. And if this is indeed not your farm, I would ask you to stop and hand over the bag. And I will go ahead and unsheathe my rapier. Are you trying to threaten me? Oh. I'm not trying. It's happening. She pulls out two. person he just met. She pulls out two laser pistols. Uh Uh-oh. Do I understand what a laser pistol is? Does that exist in this terrestrial world? Um... I will say I don't, because I've never seen a laser pistol. So I just think they're toys. Uh-huh. She pushes a button on one and then fires a green beam at you, and you go down cold. Oh, man. I hope that cures my COPD. It will not. <laughs> oh, dang. This is not my it day. It will exasperate it. So we've got Lothario, who is now stunned. What are the other players doing? I don't bring a knife to a gunfight, so I set my vacuum down, and I raise both hands, very, very, like, you know, this is not conveying to the podcast listeners, very slowly and smoothly, and I say, Deidre, what are you doing now? And just for clarification, you are the same, you have a different name, but the same face as in that episode, correct? Different hair color. Different hair color. Yeah, I'm blonde this week. Okay. I, I will assume Deidre can still recognize you, though. It depends. Have, there's a certain make grocer. Make a roll for it. <laughs> yeah, make a roll for <laughs> it. And there's a certain <laughs> grocer, uh, Boban Martinez, who only recognizes me when I have red hair. Hold on. Uh, we rolled a six. Yeah. Okay. She recognizes you. Um, right. Yes. You... You tried to leave me in prison. How dare you show up here? I'm trying to fix the problem that you made worse. I made a headdress. How did I make it worse? Not that. (laughs) Just stay out of my way while I try to save the rest of you. She continues scattering powder. Hmm. Cal, what are you doing? You're impervious to physical harm. Uh, he's observing what's going on and, and pro- possibly even checking on uh, Lothario. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's slapping, trying to slap Lothario awake. Roll a d, roll a d six. Oh, okay. I have a shiny one. Uh huh. That's a five. You slap him awake. You, you just got slapped awake, Lothario. Oh. <laughs> I must have been overwhelmed by this uh, beautiful lady's, uh, well, uh, charisma. She has a lot of that. She's, she is a very tiny but athletic-looking woman with huge curly red hair. Ooh, well. Fell asleep uh, on the job. All right, you're good now. <laughs> and he takes back off. Am I disoriented at all? Do I realize that I just tried to pull a sword on this lady and she shot me with a laser gun? Yeah, you remember. Okay. Uh, and who slapped me awake? I uh, did. Cal. Okay. I, I feel welcome. a little disheartened that my... Because, see, I am heroically optimistic, and so I take a second to acknowledge the defeat, but only a second, and then I'm back to it. And so I'm like, all right, let's solve this problem. Did you know she's spreading powder on this wheat? 
Jess, she says it is saving us. She can't even save herself. Okay, well, I was, <laughs> I was unconscious for a while, you, you understand, so I don't know what transpired while I was out. Um, it what's was the like situation? 60 seconds. <laughs> Y'all move fast. So, did we confirm whether she is single or not? Jess, she's <laughs> single. No one would date okay. that. Whoa, no way. <laughs> hey, hey, that's, that is rude. Cal, you ain't gonna say nothing about this? That, she, that is very rude. She's a person, not a that. Exactly. So. But whether she's available or not is also rude. Okay. <laughs> I, I will turn to our red-headed companion and say, I think we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, my name is Lothario. Uh, with whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? My name is Dietra. Oh, that is a lovely name. And I kind of look at Cal as if to ask pleadingly with my eyes, like, that's okay to compliment somebody's name, right? Barely. Well, I'm glad I'm in the zone. Okay. So, I... No, that... <laughs> I, I will work well within barely. That's fine. Okay. I believe her name is not covered in clothing, therefore you're allowed to compliment it. Okay. If it's you can't name. see it, if you can't see it, don't compliment it. That's actually a pretty good rule. Like, just thinking about it for a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Deidre, I can tell by looking in your eyes. Uh-oh. That you have a beautiful soul, which technically I cannot see. But You used her eyes as a staging point, though. Yeah, well, that is <laughs> that is a vehicle to set up the compliment. It is not... As if you I did believe not compliment in her eyes. She no. may not believe in a soul, so now you're assuming her religion. You are... Uh, I believe you are assuming something against my religion. If you say that I can't say that she has a soul, what does that say about you saying about what I say? I'm saying it's correct. Don't assume people's religion. Keep your religion yourself. Well, man, y'all do a lot of weird things here, Nicomoy. Uh, I'll try to abide by your rules. <laughs> okay, start again. Hello, a person I just met named Deidre. You are a person. I think we can all agree on that. Um, my <laughs> colleagues here say that you are spreading a powder to help us. Can you please elaborate on this plan and how it is actually helping? Well, of course, I'm trying to kill the fungus. Tell us more about this fungus. <sighs> oh my god. What do you guys know so far? I know that this powder is killing people because they go in the fields and they breathe it in and now... I don't know if you know how wheat grows where you're from, but this crop is called wheat and it is not doing good because of whatever you're doing. It is amazing how you managed to walk into mansplaining to the person fixing the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, she asked what I knew and this is what I know. If All she right. didn't want me to tell her what I knew, she shouldn't have asked what I knew. All right, so you know very little so far. Let me fill I, you in We here. can both agree on that, yes. Also, sorry about your hip. It's okay. I gotta... I, it'll work out. Yeah. She she knows that when you got stunned, you fell and hit your hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel it. Uh, I, but I was I keeping a brave I feel face. It too. I was keeping a brave face for you. That is hey, you know one what? of my abilities. Don't worry about it. He I deserved can... it. Well, yes, but now I have to feel it too. She can feel pain in other people. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's the thing that, everybody that, that, that... does where she's from. Um, That's very empathetic of you. Uh, 
Not really. We all wish we didn't have it. Or, well, what's left of my race wishes we didn't have it. Anyways, have you noticed that everything started going wrong in a, in a wide circular area here about three weeks ago? Nope. We just stumbled across this problem today. And that fits within the time frame that you're talking about, but we honestly don't know much about what's happening. Jill, do you remember what else happened three weeks ago? I met you. It was very unfortunate. <laughs> the Atlas arrived. What does a map have to do with anything? <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. They don't know. The Atlas is an international space station. It's a for-profit company called the Universal Traversal, where rich people destroy planets for their own pleasure. I thought it was a race. Jill, do you know what powers something as huge as the Atlas space station? I thought the I thought that there was a the universal traversal was a race. Yes, it is. Like a, a you know boats in a in a lake and they reach the end first, you know. They destroy planets. So something has to power something that massive. This race has been going on for twenty three years. And my planet was one of the first where it started. They draw their energy to power the space station from whatever helpless planet seems to be near it, with a photon beam that spreads out and draws the geothermal energy out of the planet. After that happens, the crops start to fail, the planet can't support hardly any life, and then, usually, there seems to be disease and famine. Within three years of the space station arriving, most of these planets are barren. Jill? You participated in this? Did you just kill the planet? They did not pay me enough if I did. <laughs> that isn't a no. Can you focus? I'm trying to explain this situation to you because clearly no one has figured this out yet. This place kills planets. And I've been, uh, the, my planet was one of the first and we had to watch and feel as people starved around us. And now I've been working for five years on the Atlas as a security guard to try to undermine them from the inside, something I was doing just fine at until you came along. So you're part of the problem too, since you worked for him? Have you never heard of a double agent? Not a double one, just a triple. I've, I would like to, at this point, knowing I have COPD, or maybe that I don't, but that I feel ill. I'm going to go ahead and light up a third cigarette. Because I'm going to say to Deirdre, it's like, looks like we need to bring some folks down. Like, big time. Um, hey Jill, you down for bringing some rich folks down? Is there money? Oh wait, rich. rich folk, yes, I'm in. I mean, not that I am have anything against rich people per se, but I am against those who would destroy the beauty of this world. That, I will not abide by that, and they are big downers, and I am after them now. They are in my crosshairs, and we're gonna, I'm gonna, Deidre, what can we do to help you? I, I would, I, I pull Lothario aside, and I say, why do you believe her? She's very pretty, and I am a sucker for a pretty face, you know, but why do, why do you think she is telling the truth? Well, I will say You're in a I don't field that makes people sick. The person spreading powder on the field is telling you they're not hurting people and that we actually have to go pe kill people for her? I said bring him down. You jump to the conclusion of killing. I just want 
whatever's hurting this area to stop. Now, if that is her, she knows that she's on notice. I'm saying this as an aside to Deidre, so I don't think she can hear us. I mean, not to Deidre, to Jill. A mistake. That would be very foolish if I said it to Deidre. Um, yes, I, I don't know. Should I trust her? No. The only thing I know about her is that I cannot trust her. There's one huh. thing I know about her and that she is bad at our job. Is she, though? Depends on what her what. job is. This is what I know. She says she feels other people's pain. Why don't we take her down to the hospital? Okay. <laughs> I just was like, mental math, this will result in Deidre suffering. Why not? You know. And if she is indeed hurting everybody, she will feel the effects of what she is doing. Jess. I, uh, you know, I assume Cal was in on that. Or are you flying in the air? Are you in the air? Are you? I believe oh, he slapped me awake. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cal, do you want to go to the hospital? I'm not sick. Hospital? Are you sick? Lothario does not look well. I, I am feeling a little under the weather. Well, you smoke, so. Well, I always smoke, but I don't always feel this way. This is new. I believe it has okay. to do with this white powder that Miss Deirdre happens to be spreading. Well, we could test it real easy. Jill, you want to eat some of the powder? See if you get sick? Yes, I eat the powder. I it am, tastes like uh, sugar. I, I should point out. It tastes like sugar and lemons. Okay. All right. I'm a poison master. Uh, can I roll the dice to see if I recognize this poison that I've poisoned myself with? Sure. All right. I'd like to roll plus one for prepared because of my background. Um... In Go this, ahead. I have some experience in the past with a uh, certain, you know, one could even say poison flowers. Rolling. That's two sixes. Why? Why dice? Why? I don't like random. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, they're high rolls. You pass. Yeah. I don't appreciate it. So, yeah, you pass. And I want to fail, damn it. <laughs> I just don't like the whatever. All right. You, you gain some information. Um, so first off, you can tell that it is not the same as the powder before by the different flavor. Um, it seems to be a mixture of a phosphate, um, commonly used as fertilizer, um, as well as, um, some antifungal agents. I can taste that. All right. Um, got, got a good sniffer over here. Um, well, I might as well take her to the hospital because Lothario should go. And, uh, but, uh, why? I'm just going to let share the information. No. Yeah, are you sharing that? I wouldn't encourage you to trust her. I think sharing that information would encourage you to trust her. And the problem with un incapable people is that you have to keep watching them, not only for their goals, but for their execution of that goal. So I'm not going to encourage you to rely on her. And I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going to go, hmm, I don't know what she is able to do here. Because that's the truth. She might want to help and mess it up. Well, Cal's just going to have to say, are you sick now? I cough. Does it feel bad? <clears throat> no. 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 Okay, well, if she's not sick and you're sick, then it can't be the powder. Is it that nutty flavor? As an aside, I know Jill tells lies all the time. So, <laughs> whatever you say, I may or may not trust you. So. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to lie to you guys i don't lie to my party all that much so all that much <laughs> <laughs> at least she recognizes that much you know i think that's a step in the right direction i have a little powwow with my party and i say this story that she is telling me does not mesh with 
my experience, if it is true, then she is a much better actor than I thought she was, and I question her competence and her intentions entirely. This is a U-turn on who she was. It's an entirely different person. I've never met this Deidre before. She is spreading some sort of antifungal agent on the field, but do not trust her. I, I look at Deidre. Are you lying? No. A person with many faces cannot be trusted, Cal. I say to you. Can I do a sense motive? Can you what? I, I want to do like a sense motive because, you know, I, my, my uh, super is honesty and integrity. So I should be able to tell whether she's being honest or yeah, not. Yeah, roll to die. All right. I rolled a five and a three. Uh, yeah, you have one success. Um, you can tell that she is telling the truth, um, although you strain an eye muscle as you're staring at her too hard. All right. She's telling the truth, but now my eye hurts. Oh, does she feel that pain too? <laughs> you notice that her eye is, is also twitching a bit. You know, I'm curious about something. Cal, can you kick me in the testicles? <laughs> Thank you for asking, uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> yeah, this is really weird. <laughs> but I mean, is it a sexual thing? No, I just, I, so <laughs> let me elaborate and tell you the background of my thinking. I love understanding the beauty of what's around me. The world, Cal kicks them in the balls. <laughs> okay. Ha. Oh, Deidre. Yeah, turns around and says, what are you two doing? Do you, are you experiencing <laughs> shockwaves of pain right now? Yes, of course. I guess we I'm not, don't have to go to the okay. hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't sure you'd, is it the general pain that you feel a specific pain? I was, I was just curious. You think and a tetrap has never been in the presence of someone kicked in the balls before? Well, I just didn't know if, like, your hip hurt when my, ah, when my hip hurt and your eye was problematic when the cow's eye was hurting. I just didn't know what this would do. Oh, you gotta give me a minute. I'm gonna pick up my cigarette that I assume I dropped after I got kicked. Oh, that's another cigarette? No, it's the same, uh, cigarette that I lit up when I said we're gonna take it to the man. But uh, I dropped it when I got kicked. I see. It's a very long cigarette. Hey, you gotta savor the flavor. <laughs> it's this is not a this is not a race. All right. So what are you guys doing now? Well, Cal's giggling to himself. I'm, I'm getting to my feet uh, in a somewhat unsteady fashion, and I'll say, "Yeah, that was foolish. I should I should have thought that all the way through." Uh, Jill, I trust you. And I want to help solve this problem, but I, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to let you lead and whatever you need, I'll back you up. And if we can't trust you, I'm going to kick him in the balls again. <laughs> I did not sign off on that. Uh, well, you were talking about consent and now you're doing this. You right. already gave me consent. Oh, um, that's right. Dang. Were you, were you talking to Jill or were you talking to Deidre? I was talking to Jill. Did I say Deidre again? No, you said Jill, but then you also said something about getting kicked in the balls again. And I'm like, that's that's Deidre's ability. 
Oh, no. Oh, I thought I'm... we were talking about Deidre. Okay, so Jill is taking the lead. Yes, because I, I have no experience with this lady, except that she's spreading powder on a field, and I'm unclear as to whether this powder is what is affecting everybody else, um, and that she can feel pain, and that's all I know. And she has a beautiful head of red hair and a beautiful okay. soul, although I only it, commented it, on the soul. If he's talking to Jill and not Deidre, then Cal retracts what he said about kicking him again. Okay. Th- thank you for that retraction. Jill, what would you like to do? You can call me Jill today. I called you Deidre before. What am I calling you today? Oh, that was me as the GM. But Deidre still goes by Deidre. I will call you Betsy. Because I am going to treat you with a new leaf. Betsy, you're a new person to me. Tell me your true intentions and about yourself a bit more. I believe this is the first time we have met. Whatever you say. So... My intentions are to do everything I can to undermine a huge organization of super powerful, wealthy people taking advantage of, of underdeveloped planets. I've been working on that space station for five years as a security agent to try to create any holes in security I possibly can. I was attempting to get to the bottom of the gambling ring before by getting arrested um, and taken to the headquarters of the gambling ring when... Of course, I met you. Uh, After that, uh, unfortunately, security has tightened quite a bit and left us very few opportunities. We only have a few allies on the space station and not many resources to work with. Have you tried exploding the entire space station? That's certainly something we've considered. Because killing one space station to save many planets seems like the greater good. Yes, unfortunately, that is a very... You can do it if you can get to the reactor that powers the ship. However, it is very heavily guarded. We would need some type of advantage to get in there. Like working there for five years. They don't hire just anyone for that position. Have you tried killing the people in that position to make the turnover a bit higher? (laughs) (laughs) You're talking to a physio-empath. Just seem very poorly suited for this job. She's doing her best. She comes from a pacifist race. She's in the third person now. I'm a concerned person. We had a psychiatrist. Oh, this is the GM. <laughs> okay. Because I could help. Okay. Um, well, I have a plan. Okay. It's murder. We know. Yes. Let's make them hire a new security person in charge. It could be you. You have experience. Okay. Tell me more. How do we do that? Get me on this ship. All right. Yeah, let me just try to finish spreading this antifungal. It's it's a temporary measure, but it's the best we can do for now until we can re-energize the planet. And uh and yeah, let's 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 go back up to, to the Atlas. Do you all agree to get in her shuttle? I don't see I'm why just following not. along. Jill? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, let's take a break and we'll pick things back up on the Atlas. Let's blow up a spaceship, people. Joining us today were Jill. Woo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Aren't I not supposed to be blowing things up, Kel? I'm sorry. Is this against HR? (laughs) Yeah. You're you're talking about doing a huge huge amount of murder. (laughs) Which means when we get back, you're going to be having to do some uh, extra HR stuff. 
Yeah, community service for sure. I think there's still a lot of paperwork involved. <laughs> it's just where the, the morality of it is more gray. Yeah, Cal's not going to stop you. His job is not to stop you. His job is to lecture you and try to get your behavior to change. Okay, well, maybe I rebel against this and I let the planet die. That's our planet. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just do the paperwork. Okay, okay, sign off. So okay, so joining us, we're Lothario. I'm still recovering. Cal. It. Okay. And Jill. I've got a review. Uh, it says, just an amazing podcast, and that's all that needs to be said. Five stars. If you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll read it on air. Bye. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. This episode's shout-out is from Beware the Chameleon, who says, quote, Who would win in a fight between a ninja turtle and a power ranger? Tweet your opinion to at death battle. End quote. And I probably didn't say that right, so I'm just going to say at sign, and or no, it's like an amp, amphora, I don't know, at, and then death is capital, battle is capital. Okay. All right. That's on Twitter. Okay. All right. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special day? We can wish them a happy, well, probably not birthdays, because like... No prediction on timing. Anyway, we can wish them a significantly delayed happy message on your behalf. You can arrange for us to read your shout out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. If you enjoy reading books, we have paperbacks and hardcovers on Amazon.com, and we have audiobooks on Audible. We also have official merchandise, such as, I, I believe we have a shower curtain, on redbubble.com. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Is there an episode that would make that person smile? Tell them about it. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. Uh, we are joined again here by Lothario. Oh, man. So that was the break I needed. I'm feeling, feeling much better, y'all. No, you're not, but okay. Um, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> just quiet laughter <laughs> uh-huh and cal so two lectures are gonna have to happen one with lothario for sexual harassment and the other one with jill about murder uh-huh and cal can you just give us a quick little recap on sort of what's happened so far what's happened is uh we have a job it is given to us because there is a disease and apparently having non-doctors figure out what's going on with the disease is what <laughs> is the best thing to do, according to the doctors of Nicomoy. So we went over there and we had to come over to Loop Top Field, ETH Top Field, or however you decide to you want to pronounce it. We don't have a consensus yet. And we found... Jill's best friend putting some sort of powder on the crops and after, you know, stunning Lothario because he decided he was going to attack her or at least attempt to, uh, he got slapped awake and it was explained to us that the space station that is orbiting the planet is what's killing the planet. And Jill has decided that we're going to go up there and blow it up. All right. Very good. So 
you <laughs> land at the Atlas Space Station in Deidre's shuttle. Um, this the Atlas Space Station um, l- l- docking bay is a huge, huge room. It still shows a little bit of damage from some, from a recent gunfire fight. It looks like. Um, and you see multiple large spaceships docked in the area, as well as several small shuttles and doors all along one wall leading to the rest of the of the, the Atlas space station. What would you like to do? Go home? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing to do is to get the official passes. I know what it is like to not have a badge. All right. How would you like to go about doing that? Deidre, be useful. What do you want me to do? Visitors passes. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Um, she goes into the Mercury, the ship that employs her, and uh, 3D prints you guys some some visitor badges. While that's happening, I realize the level of sophistication and technology that is all around us, and it is blowing my mind. And so I contemplate that the rapier that is by my side, probably maybe insufficient in this scenario. So I would like to kindly, mind you, ask Deidre, excuse me, madam, uh, do you know where we can get some of those fancy pistols you got so we could defend ourselves, maybe? Oh, sure. Follow me. Uh, she leads you to her room um, in the, uh, the Mercury, and uh, she presses a series of uh, tiles on the wall, and one of the wall's panels slides back to reveal an, an, a whole array of weaponry. Um, and she pulls down a few of the laser pistols and offers them to you guys. Do you accept them? I do gladly. Sure. I'll mm-hmm. take free weapons. I do not. It's conspicuous for a maid to be carrying weapons. Okay. Um, so Lothario and Cal accept the guns and she shows you how you can set them to stun or to, uh, to kill. I'm going to go ahead and leave mine on stun because we don't need to make more trouble than we are already about to make. Actually, that's not very punk. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. I'll do the more punk thing and just do it random. I'll put it behind my back and just fiddle with it a little bit and see what happens. (laughs) Okay, we're going to roll for yours. Okay. We'll <laughs> roll and, and then he fire hi- it. Yeah. Well, if he fires it, he might he might not do that. But uh, he'll hide it in his uh, underwear. Uh-huh. I would like to, before we depart, arch an eyebrow and look at Deidre and say, your room is so well decorated. You mean the guns? No, no, no. This room that you brought us to... I believe this is your room, is that correct? Yes. It's it's delightful. I must say you have excellent taste. She arches an eyebrow as she looks around at the extremely militant Stark room. That's what we call growth. I, I am trying to give you a compliment in a way that is not offensive. I'm learning. Please be patient with me. She accepts your compliment. <laughs> Thank you. So, shall we get to business? Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any conventions or norms we need to be aware of on in this place that may be different than our world so we know what to do and what not to do and then what to break? Well, 
I think the most important thing is that no one realizes that you're actually from the planet below. Uh, we don't usually invite civilians onto the ship. Um, so it's best to pretend you're from another space station or just try to blend in as much as possible. Oh, okay. Uh, I happen to have a disguise kit on me. And so I will try to change my clothing in a way that's more space-like, more shiny and uh, hmm. official looking. Go ahead and roll three die. You're prepared with a job kit. You have uh, an, an emphasis on fashion. So yeah, three die. Okay, I got a one, a five, and a six. All right, two successes. That is pretty good. Um, <laughs> let me see here. You did it very well. So what happens is you appear to be a, uh, a cyborg right now. You've got some machine parts and some gears and whirling things that are very convincing. Ooh, I must say I did a great job. And uh, I don't think cyborgs are uh, constrained in their ability to compliment them, those people around them. So this is very liberating. You can try. Oh, I will. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the plan of attack? So what's the plan of attack? Frontal? <laughs> Who knows this place the best? Would that be Deidre? I hear that you've been here before, Jill. Is that accurate? Jess, I was here. I went to the, the brig. <laughs> I don't know why I, I was there. <laughs> so we know where not to go. Jess? Deidre, is, can you point us to where we can uh, disable this ship? Maybe the power source, something like that? Well, there, there are certainly options. Um, most of the offices are on the upper level. Um, you'll find Toro's office there. Uh, he's, he runs the security detail on the ship and uh, is in charge of the gambling ring that we were trying to, to take down. Um, this he's is the lower level. still in charge? Oh, of course he's still in charge. Even though last time we were here, we shouted over the megaphone speakers as uh, everything went down that he was running a gambling ring. I don't think you understand the level of corruption of an organization like this. <laughs> oh, they all know he runs a gambling ring. Great. Yeah, let's blow this place up. So you'll find the, the hangars down here on the first level. Um, the navigation and power system is typically on the seventh, on the second level. Third level is mostly f uh, food, recreation, living quarters, that kind of thing. That's where we will go. Let's go to the living quarters of the people who are currently in charge of the top-level security. All right. So you want to head to the third level and try to find the quarters of Toro or someone else? No. Who is in charge of the thing, like the access place you would need to be in to blow up the ship? Secure, so Toro is the, head of, is the head of all security on the space station. I'm cool with killing him, actually. I do that one for free. So I go to uh, Toro. Wait, no, I can't do it. He knows me. He does know you. Hmm. But not as a blonde. But not as a blonde. Oh, so. wait a minute. Jill, I have a disguise kit if you would like to borrow some accoutrement to accentuate or de-accentuate uh, some of your features. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea because what I normally do to disguise myself is simply change clothes and be change mannerisms. I was watching this like, I, I shouldn't say this. But yeah, okay, I was watching a CIA video on how to appear as a different person and they were like, it matters more how you carry yourself and how you're like walking and like your posture and stuff like that. So 
I, I saw that. Yeah, isn't that a good video? Okay. All right. So that's basically what Jill has been doing, like actual disguise work. Uh, but now she's putting on the rubber nose. Mm-hmm. With a big old mole at the end. No, that makes you more conspicuous. Your goal when you're disguising yourself is to make yourself everybody. Yeah, you look average. Yep. Anyway, mm-hmm. so blonde, different face. Mm-hmm. Made outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Can I roll you? The dice? you wanna... Uh, are you doing the disguise or is Lothario doing the disguise? Me, because I'm an expert in disguise. Okay. Go ahead and roll, what is this, two or three die? One mm. basic, one if it relates to my super punk or power, which it does, and yep, one if prepared, which I got from Lothario. From the kit. Okay, yeah, three dice. Six, five, five, because dice are weird. Uh-huh, so you do a really good job. Um, and while you're at it, you're applying this disguise, and you actually do find an engineering clearance badge um, in a pile. Um, just uh, somebody left it, you know, next to their lunchbox. That's not good security. I bet they're going to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, you take your badge off to go pee. <laughs> you got to. Yeah, you don't want to get it contaminated. You don't know what's in there. Yeah. This is a space bathroom. <laughs> it's the so, three three seashells. Three seashells? She doesn't know how how to use the shells. No, she doesn't. It's a this thing. Is look a it up. This is a reference. Oh, yeah. I always look up references. So, mm-hmm. I want to go to Toro's sleeping court, but that's not, that's likely to be guarded a lot. Plus, you have, have an engineering badge. You can go anywhere. Yeah. I guess. Well, we have a double is... agent, so she should know where everything is. Yeah, but the goal here is not to get him when he sleeps, it's to kill him. So we should pick the bathrooms, actually. Because bedrooms are guarded, right? Nobody really guards the bathroom. Everybody has access to them. If our goal is just to kill someone and we know what he looks like, he's got to pee sometime, right? Why are bathrooms? you assuming that his bedroom is guarded? He's the head of security, and he has an intense security team that we already encountered last time. In his office? It was, like, a lot. Like, push of a button, ten people rush in, like, sort of thing. Like, a lot. Like, followed at all times. Like, I'm assuming the the place where he sleeps... This is just me talking out of character. I'm gonna assume that's guarded after a recent attempt on his life. Bathrooms, less so. You tend to be more alone in there. That's just my thought, you know. Don't Mm -hmm. listen to me. Do what you want, but that's my vote. Go ahead. So you want to hide in the toilet, and when he sits down, attack him? I want to clean the toilet and uh, clean it for, like, a long time and see who comes in. Mm -hmm. Which toilet? The men's room. My disguise is as a man. I did not tell you. Um, (laughs) There is more than one man in women's bathroom on this space station. The one closest to his sleeping quarters. Okay. So I think you'll find there are not public restrooms in the sleeping quarter section, as everyone has their own. Do so the closest, closest to his office. Okay, that's different. There we go. Um, all right, so you have to go to the fourth level with, um, you know, where the offices are. And Deidre can show you where, that's public knowledge, where his office is. Um, so, yeah, you guys can go on up there. Uh, you do encounter people along the way. So how do you... How do you pass by these people? I walk calmly as a maid, man, maid, man, maid does a maid man does, and mm-hmm. a maid man just 
pushes the cleaning cart that I have acquired on my, my stroll, because of course I need one. And okay, my vacuum. so you stole another cleaning cart from a closet again. I do. It's, am I here? Hi, I'm Jack, not Jill. And I'm, I steal cleaning carts. So, um, yeah. She loves her carts. Yeah, sure. Does. So, yeah, you can, you can find a cart in a closet. What about the rest of you? Well, Cal's learned that if you just walk confidently like you belong there, nobody questions you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, sure, you are passing by these the uh, receptionist desks outside the offices, and um, you, are, you are confidently strolling by, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, who's, who's in the lead? We're not even going in the offices, GM. I know you love to hurt us, but like we're just going to the bathroom. Like it, this is not hard, <laughs> but okay. You have to interact with somebody. I have to go to the bathroom. Why? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I why? will. I will interact with everyone I pass by, and I <laughs> will right. use. I will use a phrase that was given to me by Cal. Hi, I am. State your name. How are you doing today? And since I am a cyborg, people will cut me slack. Because they'll be like, oh, man, that cyborg's messed up. You know what I mean? And so may I use a potentially harmful nickname for you? And so everybody we pass, I'm talking to them. And that serves two purposes. One, I may potentially give them a harmful nickname. And two, Jill, or Jack in this case, is able to slip by while I distract everybody else. Gotcha. Um, along the way, two men say yes and three women say no. Okay. Well, then the two men, so the women, I will say madam, because that seems to be universally appreciated. The man I will call, let's see, Ding Dong and uh, Hose Head. They both laugh at their nicknames and assume that you are malfunctioning. <laughs> oh, he is. Uh-huh. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> All right. Um, but sure. You know what? You guys you guys walk right by the reception desk and you find the men's room um, nearby to Toro's office. Cool. Um, I'm going to need one of you guys' guns. I, you didn't I, want one. Yeah. I mean, can we use the guns? I've never used a gun. Okay. All right. I'll just identify him and you guys kill him. Sounds great. Oh, no. Here's, a, here's my gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why Cal's giving me a hard time, a new sag for smoking, and you're just offing people with a gun. Apparently that's well, so what She hasn't actually <laughs> murdered anybody yet. That we know of. This is an assignment with we are on with her right now, but she may have a trail of bodies leading up to this event. Oh, don't worry. If she murders someone, she will get a lecture as well. Okay. I appreciate your <laughs> you know, even-handed approach. That, that lecture that you get is punishment for killing someone to save the planet. <laughs> you could say my cigarettes are doing the same thing. They are fueling my, my focus. Okay. Um, so what is the plan in the bathroom? What are you guys doing? I am cleaning the bathroom. I say out loud in character voice. I'm cleaning the bathroom. I'm just going to keep cleaning it. Yep, so she's continuously cleaning. All right, and what are you two doing? Standing at a urinal. I was going to say, it's been a while since I've been, so I'm going to pick a stall out of politeness to Jill, and I will go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've changed the phaser to set to kill. Okay, and whose phaser do you have? Uh, mine. Okay. 
All right, so Jill and Cal are armed currently. I have a question about this phaser. Yes. Is it like the type where it hits you once in the body and it kills you, or is it the type where it could kill you if it hit a vital part? Uh, If set to kill, I'm going to ask Deidre this. Deidre's in charge of security. This is how it's happening in-game. Yeah. I'm not asking the GM cloud. Oh, sure. Well, it depends on where you hit. If it's set to kill, what will happen is the beam will be red, and it's a much higher power beam. Um, Armor can still deflect it, although a few direct hits to the same spot will burn through armor. Um, However, if you hit an unarmored spot, you will burn a hole directly through whatever that is. So if you hit someone in a hand, you're not going to do too much. Okay, Cal, I have a plan just for you. I'm scared, but okay. You're a bird person. You like being up high. Do you want to just chill in the ceiling of this bathroom and wait for me to identify the person and then you shoot them on the head from above? It's a space station. I don't imagine that... Or it's a space station. I don't imagine the roof is more than like six feet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe seven. I don't know. He could be like up there. I don't know. Yeah. What is this? This is like industrial... Planning to kill someone kind of sucks, DM. So, um, I don't know. This is Wait a, a weird bummer episode. Yeah, what's up? I have an idea. I, so, you're thinking about this like, how do we get through this guarded door? You're thinking like a security person. But don't think of it as there are doors that we must go through. Think of them there are, as there are a barrier we must traverse. So, there are walls into this bedroom, and you now have a tool that can cut a hole in something. So all you gotta do is cut a hole through a wall and get to a bedroom, if that's what I'm, you're doing. No, I'm not. It, it's We're in a bathroom. Lothario. Yeah, you're, you're not near the bed. You're, you're near the office, not not his bedroom. We're right, in, we're but, in the bathroom. It, but we're thinking about we can't get to his bedroom because it's guarded, but that's if we go through the door. You now have something that'll cut through anything, I assume, if you put it on kill, because it's a high-energy beam, according to Deidre. With so, enough time, sure. We're getting distracted here. So the plan is okay. we kill the head of security so that we can get Deidre elected as the head of security, even though she's really bad at her job, so she's not going to get promoted to the head of security, so that she can go blow up the space station to save many planets, but not ours, which is already going to die. This is the plan? Well, that's your plan. There are other options. I, I don't like my we, plan. Th- there's a lot of steps that have to happen for that to be successful, but the end seems to be the important part, the, the power part. And you have an engineering badge. Does that get you access to that area? Let's find out. I leave the bathroom now that we've all peed. <laughs> it's cleaner. <laughs> all right, where are you going? Hold on, I'm on the third <laughs> shell. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, we're going to engineering, having cleaned a bathroom, bumbling assassins, finding our way. So, uh, I mean maids. Maid men. So, we're going to engineering to blow up the ship directly because Deidre ain't getting promoted. <laughs> Okay, you're going to engineering. Again, you walk confidently. It, it works, sure. You get... Well, you... Cal does. I don't know if the other two are walking confidently. <laughs> I think I'm walking with a certain swagger. I mean, I've introduced myself to several people already and been greeted, like, the response has been warm, so I'm feeling good about myself. Okay. I'm walking behind you a further distance than a friend would, moving a cleaning cart, dressed as a cleaning staff person. A made man. Mm-hmm. So you guys do make it unaccosted, um, and you see the door marked oh. engineering. Uh, yeah. We only have one badge, guys. Well, let's see what's in front of the door before. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a single guard in front of the door marked engineering, and you can see uh, that there's a little like plexiglass kiosk that he's in, um, just for um, helping people through if there's any other situations. But there's, there's also a, a badge reader. There's a kiosk to get into engineering. Similar to the one outside the jail that you had before, there's kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it's a major a department. Does it regularly badge the engineers in, or is this for visitors to engineering? Visitors, cleaning staff, that kind of thing. All right. So you have options. I show my badge to the kiosk outside engineering. Are you still dressed as a janitor? Yeah, man. Okay. Um, he no, looks I changed st- clothes. And <laughs> <laughs> now I'm dressed like that guy we tried to kill. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a janitor. What's up? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he, he, he'll badge you in. Sure. The door opens. Uh, what are uh, what are Lucario and Cal doing? Cal's walking right behind her. Walks right in. Uh, excuse me, sir. What? Who are you? Oh, as soon as he asks that question, I would like to come up to him and say, Hi, I am State Your Name. How are you doing today? May I use a potentially harmful nickname for you? No, please, please back up, sir. Um... Cassie's is that a walking. no? Is that a no? Like I cannot use a harmful nickname for you. I am confused. The Please, guard moves um, to intercept Cal. Um, Cal, I walking. kill them. I'm sorry. What? Them. I kill them. Plural. Can you describe this? <laughs> I. They aren't looking at me. I mm-hmm. raise the pistol. It's set to kill. I shoot them from behind in the head. Okay. Yeah. He drops. Sweet. I move the body inside the kiosk, oh. which conveniently hides it from view. Yes, it does. The plexiglass only starts at um, chest level. Come on in, Cal. Let's blow up everybody in the ship. Needs, needs the murder lecture. <laughs> I mean, I I think I had it under control. I I was about to talk him out of paying attention to you, but I do appreciate there were so the direct many approach. options. Yeah, no, she's she's a, a lady of action. That's that's cool. Um. I'm going to stand behind you. You guys forgot from the, now the point on. of this is to blow up the entire ship so he would have died yeah. in the explosion that we're about well, to set off? No, it's not that everybody <laughs> needs to die. The problem is the space station sucking the energy out of the planet, not necessarily the people. This if man the people, is part of an organization that's killed hundreds of planets in the past, right? So He, he could be an independent contractor for all we know. Maybe he's feeding <laughs> the family three planets down. And now <laughs> they don't have a daddy. And that seems really sad to me. But... <laughs> Um, he, if there was he could have used an escape pod to leave before the explosion, which is what everybody's going to do. Oh, yeah, you just, just... I forgot the plan to have everybody escape safely, but not stop our explosion. We should okay. have discussed this plan in a little bit more detail, it <laughs> sounds like. Uh, um, well, you know, that's water <laughs> under the bridge now. We can't bring him back, so let's... Or a shot to the head. Yeah, let, let's be a little bit more cautious. I mean, I like... I like to minimize harm when we can. Although I am down with trying to destroy the space station. Okay. All right. How do you proceed? I walk calmly with my janitor's cart. <laughs> okay. And apparently with as much violence as possible. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, our goal is to blow up the space station, instantly killing everybody on the ship, right? Like, you get that. Okay, all right. Anyways, is it? So let's- there's I always hope not a instantly, because I would like to leave the space station before that happens. <laughs> there, there's oh, always a countdown. Okay. 
you guys should leave then. Once we get to the final thing and one person has to stay behind, you should, you two should leave. So I, I'm moving my cart and I am looking for the reactor. Uh, yes, there are several rooms here. There is uh, one marked navigation. There is one marked engine systems. There's one marked security systems. Um, I assume you're looking for the engine room if you're looking for the, the reactor. Definitely the big thing that makes the ship go. I am not a magic user, so I do not know what to look for in particular. Okay. Hey, I have an idea inspired by my uh, recently dyed hair and very um, iconoclastic style of dress. So I see all these consoles and they look important, right? Do I see anything heavy that I could use to break said consoles? There are chairs. That will do. I will pick up a chair. Wait, no, don't explode the console. That will not blow up the space station. Oh, man. But I want to break some stuff. Okay. I'm going to follow your lead. Sorry for being so uh, impetuous. And how do you know it won't blow up the space station? When you break a lock, does the entire treasure hoard blow up? Sometimes. I am a rogue, and this (laughs) is like the lock to a treasure hoard. The console is not the treasure hoard. Uh, GM, are these consoles labeled properly so I know which one is security and which one is, you know, engine and whatnot? No, there is extensive training to be able to use these consoles. Mm, that's unfortunate. Okay. You can All push right, buttons Jill. at random if you want. Don't do that. You will call security. I'm looking for the really big, you know, like, the part that makes everything go. The controls to it or no. the actual thing? The actual thing. Um, okay, yeah, there's uh there's a I mean it takes you a while to find it. Um you're trying doors. Um what do you do with the people that are in these rooms? How do you interact I, with them? I clean around them, do I lift kill the waste, them. I lift the waste basket, I dump it into my cart, I move to the next desk. Okay, so yeah, janitorial staff, they don't really notice you at all. That's great. Um, and uh, eventually you do find at the end of a long hallway, um, there is a set of stairs leading down. Um, do you follow it? Yeah, I'm cleaning, man. Uh, the cart does not go down. Okay, I don't go down the stairs. I keep looking. The stairs are the last thing in this hallway. You've looked in all the other rooms. Uh, you are above the level of the actual reactor. I leave the cart. I take a rag and a spritz bottle. Okay. Um, and my vacuum. Yep. There is a large hangar door, and through it, through the windows in it, you can see very large machinery. It's very circular, and it seems to um, have a large lens underneath of it. Um, and there are a couple of, of uh, little control panels, but mostly big valves and pipes. Any people? No, no one is in the reactor room. All right. Just start closing these valves. Okay, you guys, you should leave. Okay, you start closing. Like, uh, you start turning the uh, the wheels on some of the valves. All of I, them. You should leave, and I will lock the door. Make sure nobody gets in, and no. then on your way out, you should go back to uh, the draws, the planet that we are from. No, we're a team. I ain't gonna abandon you. I need you to keep people from getting in here. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm gonna go... Back to that room full of all those people, and I'll talk to them. Because I'm optimistic that I'll be able to convince them to 
go away from this area. So I will march down to that room that we just passed. And I will talk to them. <laughs> but instead of using my uh, Cal-approved introduction, I will announce as Cyborg, as if I'm a representative of Atlas Space Station, I'll say, hey, everybody, there is free banana pudding in the recreation area. And you are all invited to partake. And if you do not know what banana pudding is, I assure you it is delicious. Please make your way to the recreation area and have some banana pudding. And I will try to shoo them physically, but not aggressively. You know, it's like, all right, come on. We're all having banana pudding. You know what moves people easier? Just yell fire. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. No, there, but some but... of these people might try to contain the fire and they'll go to where they think the fire is. Uh-huh. Banana pudding is irresistible. This is what rolls are for. Also, you get an extra D because I got six five five. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cal, are you there or are you with me? I'm closing valves. You're closing valves. All right. If you're rolling for this, you would get three: one from her, and then one from your base roll, and one from your optimism. Oh, excellent! I'm so glad I got that extra roll. I got a six, a one, and a five. Okay. Nice. So you you do it very well. People believe you. Woo! And the whole time I'm talking up the banana pudding like it was, hey, these bananas are fresh. This ain't like that canned stuff that we get up in space. You know how space food is. And I'm I'm just trying to talk my way through how it usually is terrible, but this time it's actually very delicious. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Space food. Oh, mm. How good are we at making the reactor go critical? By and turning valves? The doors. Yeah, yeah. We want to close all the outs. And make all the ins max strength and, like, just rotate a bunch of things and lock all the doors. Do you have any experience in engineering in this character? Technically, I have experience engineering on this ship in this character. Did you? Did you engineer things? <laughs> I went to the to the uh, Mercury's engineering section and I inspected it. So if you're asking for experience, it exists. Remember when I pretended to be the mechanic on this ship last time? Okay, all right. If you want to say no, then that's okay too. Because I don't think you have enough experience to know how to blow up a reactor. So, <laughs> okay. I that's mean, fine. I guess give me give me a roll, one die. Uh, okay. I would, I would like to propose that toppling the oppressor applies to spaceships killing our planet. Is that the patriarchy? <laughs> I agree, but that's not a technical ability. It's my super... You are being Deidre right now. You are attempting to do something without necessarily a lot of competence. Wow. All right. Because Deidre still is not the most competent person. Right. Okay. All right. So if I roll 2d6, and if I get a literal four on this, we all blow up and die because we're all in the space station right now. And I'm just thinking through this, you know, I'm just talking out loud. Um... Y'all want to, like, get on the spaceship back to, or draws, the planet is draws, before I, like, roll this? No, because I would like to, I've already lost one friend recently, and I don't want to lose another. So, uh, you are missed, Eddie Merlot, but, uh, Jill, you are coming with us. Lothario is ever the optimist and thinks I'm going to get out of here. No, we are going to get out of here. <laughs> you should get out of here. Here goes dice. Don't you love random? That's a five. <laughs> you pass, 
So you are shutting off valves and, um, you know, gauges are starting to climb. You are building up pressure. It's not going to explode right away. Uh, you didn't bring dynamite, but yeah, you're, you have messed up this machine. My goal was to blow up the entire space station. So. Yes, it will. However, we're, it's still, it's not going to happen right away just because you did not, you did not bring, you did not come with a cart full of uh, jet fuel to explode. You did not, you're just building up pressure and valves. It's going to take a minute. Okay. Oh. So our goal now is you're not there, Lothario. You are eating banana pudding. <laughs> no, I'm escorting them toward the banana pudding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the 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 monitors that are going off right now are are unattended because of they're all up in the up and up, up up getting banana pudding. I love it. The alarms are going off and nobody's doing anything. <laughs> That's actually amazing. Oh man, like actual, I love it. This is like, anyway. So, Cal, you want to live? Oh, I'm always gonna live. <laughs> you're you're impermeable to harm emotionally and physically. Yep. <laughs> And you can fly. Oh, he's in no away. danger of dying, no matter what. Great. You stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do we do the dangerous stuff, Jill? You Wait, know, are you admitting that now? No. That well, was not my character voice. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I guess um, my character would stay in the engine room until it fully explodes because she doesn't know that Super Cal is impervious to harm. So this is the person standing next to Superman going down with the ship. Um. Well... Because once she makes that known, Cal's going to knock her ass out, give her to Lothario. Or just be like, go, I'll take care of this. Run No, he's not. All right. Okay. Well, I'm not paying any attention to you, so the knockout would be successful. Because I'm like, okay, we're building pressure. We will save draws. And take all the money. Somehow, this will get me money. Oh, yeah, 5,000 gold. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, you could have raided Vexel's ship. It was very goldy, but... Uh... Darn! My one regret in life. <laughs> well, we could take the ship when we leave. I do like this plan! <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm there, but you're going to have to write yourself up, Cal. <laughs> For what? Uh, For stealing a ship. Fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait, there's a problem with the HR system. We just get written up. We never get fired. <laughs> Oh, that's for Nula Sag to fire you, not not Cal. Okay, let's steal the ship and we will ride it out of here and crash land it on draws. I love this plan. Let's go. So uh, it's going to explode now, right? Theoretically. We have to make an announcement for evacuation. Why? They are assholes who blow up planets. <laughs> we are not murdering everybody. We are saving people from the ship they would build again. F them. <laughs> These are the people that run it, not build it. Down with the system. Well, while y'all are arguing, I'm going to be destroying panels after everybody has evacuated. I'm smashing stuff. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, you smash a lot of stuff. Consoles, specifically. Mm-hmm. With right. a chair. Well, and actually, let me see here. I'll, I'll give you an extra die for joblessness here. That seems li- that seems likely for looting and smashing. Um, <laughs> roll two die. Okay, I certainly will. I got a six and a four. You got a double success. You smash that stuff so well. You have wires <laughs> coming out. You take some of that copper wire because you know you can drop it off at the recycling place for money. And mm-hmm, you do real mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah, I, I feel I feel good about myself. 
I feel really good about Cow. our anarcho-terrorist episode. <laughs> yeah. Cal, Cal's going to uh, grab the PA and announce an evacuation order. All right. Did I, did I smash that PA system? <laughs> Cal, if, I, if, he, if you go for yes. the PA system, Cal's going to stop well, you. No, the, the question is, did he had, already? He canonically so, already did. Well, Nothing's labeled. What am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. So we're going to leave this up to chance. Both of you roll a D6. Just the one. Which PA system did you smash? Whoever rolls well, higher. He'll go find another one then. <laughs> uh, six. I rolled a five. So I'm so grateful. You did not smash the PA system. Cool. It's still there. So the announcement is out to evacuate. Darn it. That's a really bummer, you guys. We didn't save draws. No, this, uh, this yeah, place is did. blowing up. This station blows up. That saves draws. No, it doesn't. They're going to build another station. We just killed the planet. Again, these people are not the ones that build the station. They're the ones that run the station. And communication has been cut, according to my console smashing. So the people that are in charge of the overarching thing probably don't even know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take forever for them to come back. You start to hear footsteps running towards you. Us? Uh, yeah, you guys. Yeah, there's, there's an announcement just went out. Okay, well, I'm going to start running wildly as if I am responding to Cal's announcement. And I will purposefully run into those footsteps and say, We are to evacuate! Out of my way! Roll one die. You don't think that's optimistic? It's very optimistic, but it's not. A, it's, you, you are not specialized in deception. Oh, that's true. Uh, I rolled a four. Okay, Rachel. you succeed. They, they do proceed... Toward, towards the 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 uh, the the docking area, what do you guys do next? As Cal said, uh, we're supposed to steal a spaceship and get out of here. But I mean, I want to make it impassable behind me so that no one can fix it. Mm-hmm. So I want to roll for that, and I'm gonna use my vacuum cleaner because it's a vacuum cleaner. So like, okay, it's a sword. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like pull the handle and a sword emerges and I'm gonna start like cutting uh basically like new pneumatic door pressure opener things and and putting my sword through uh door opening panels next to the door and sure. making it yeah I'm gonna say bringing a sword makes you prepared give me two die okay Two twos, because dice are the best thing ever. You do not, you slash it up, but you do not actually succeed. All you succeed in doing is breaking your sword blade. Darn. Gal, I cannot leave. Cal knocks her out. <laughs> How? Roll 2d6 or 1d6. You're not prepared for this. Yeah, honesty is judging. Not I, I described what I was going to do if it came down to it. I am prepared. I will yeah. argue that I am prepared. And this could be okay. an HR situation. This is definitely HR an HR situation. Trying to main two d six, retain uh, head count. Hold on, hold on. But this also does hurt his pump because he is harshly judging her because of the stupid decision. No, you're trying so hard. What did your dice get? That is going to be a three and a four. Okay, you get one success. You manage it. So you have set your 
Or wait, did you set your gun to stun? The GM inflicts yeah. a complication, harm, or oh. cost. <laughs> okay, how do we decide whether it's stun or kill? I oh, believe I using the gun, I assume you bonked her on the head. Well, I thought I thought I was bonking her on the head, but oh, apparently the complication her. is I used the gun. I mean, if you bonked her, that's different. Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to just bonk her. With what? <laughs> His beak. Your beak? Bonk. Dang. Okay, we've we've been demonstrated at that looks effective. I don't okay. Know. Um she is unconscious. Um however, she now has a head wound that is bleeding. Mm. Oh yeah, I love leaving a bloody pile behind me. That's really fun. As you drag me down the floor, it's like way too much blood. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Lothario, grab her, get out. I I will take the f uh, okay, yes. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna grab her in a very professional manner, you know, nothing like that would run afoul of HR, number one. That's good, because I'm a guy right now. Yeah, well, no, either way, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being respectful of everybody. And I'm pointing the head kind of away from my, my outfit, because I don't want to get blood on it. So, but also urgently running toward, what ship are we going to? That's is, up to and you. is Deidre with us? Deidre is with you. It's the M1. Get out of here. Go. Deidre, do you have some kind of future band-aid or something that we can put on uh, this head that's bleeding? Uh, not on me, but in, in, in the Mercury we do. Should we head that way then? So you have an option. This is GM. You have an option here. You can go for the Mercury, which is currently empty and ready to be taken. They're not on there right now. They don't hang out on the ship when they're not racing. Well, wouldn't everybody be heading to their ships anyway to evacuate? Probably. So it depends on whether you get there first or not. Um, alternatively, uh, you could potentially try to take over the Mexel, which is made of gold. What carat gold are we talking? Everything on it is very lavish. Okay. I'm going to risk it and go to the Mexel. I'll say, cow mm -hmm. and Deidre. Let's go to the Mexel. It's so lavish, I'm sure they have the top quality bandages. Okay. You go. I'm staying. Bye. No, we're going together. He and knocks you out. <laughs> oh, he could try. I'm impervious. Uh -huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wait, who's knocking who out? Nobody, DM. Stop it. <sighs> Jill's just trying to be funny. Like, I'm, I'm going to get I'm knocked out. I'm going to your own story here, okay? No. <laughs> So I'm trying to convince, like, I'm trying to rush Jill to the ship, but I cannot leave Cal behind because he is on the team. Cal's already gone. I will shout to the heavens, Cal, make it to the Mexel, and then run to the Mexel with Deidre and say, Deidre, please find some bandages for my friend. I care a lot about her. Not um, in that way. I'm not attached. You know, if you want to go out for dinner or something sometime, that's fine. Like, it's not like that between me and Jill. We're just professional cohorts. You know, we, we do the job. Not now, Lothario. We have to break into this ship. Oh, it's, the door's not open. That's, that ain't of her course ship. not. No, you're right. All right. Do you still have one of them pistols? Yes. Can you please shoot our way in? Oh, no. I bet then we going can't through space in a... Mm, well, dang. What to do? Is there a control panel nearby that might uh, be able to remotely access the door? If nobody's on the ship, 
They have to have a way to open it. Yes, there is a panel next to the door. All right, I say, Deidre, you know this better than I do. I'm just some bumpkin from that planet down there. Can you please let us in? Uh, Deidre has the access code to her own ship, but not to this ship. Be in character, DM. What would Deidre say? Oh, sorry. You're right. No, I don't have the access to somebody else's ship. This is the competition. We might have to... We might have to find somebody and take them hostage to get them to open it. Do we have time for that? During this, I mean, I assume they're coming back to their ship anyway, because it's an evacuation. Maybe we can hide, and as they open the door, get into the ship, and before the door closes, we get in the ship. That sounds like a good plan. Oh, well, I guess a trash can gets a stake every once in a while, so I'll take it. Let's do it. All right, you hide. There's, there's bustling all around you. Um, Jill, give, give me a D6. I'm unconscious. I know. Give me a D6. Uh, I'm just going to stay unconscious. Oh, you don't want to try to wake up? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you so, can wake up and pretend like you asleep. That's, I'm, I'm kind of That would be handy. With, I'm really thinking over my life choices right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, Cal's the, thinking over your life choices too. The DM packet does say not to save people from their choices. Um... So, okay, so you hide uh, behind some trash cans, and you do see a man in a bright gold uh, captain's uniform rushing towards the Mexel. All right, so I say, Deidre, now's our chance. Follow at a respectable distance so he does not suspect us, but that we can still overpower him when the time comes. She says, I'm way ahead of you. We have a perfect shot lined up, and she keeps her pistol trained on him. He goes to the pad, inputs a code, and rushes onto the ship. Right as he enters, she fires off uh, a green beam directly into the back of his head, and he collapses just inside the doorway. That was beautiful. Okay. And so I I hoist up Jill, and I rush onto the ship. Um, Yes, the door is open. Inside, you see... Um, a, uh, a a gold-painted hallway. There's uh, little alcoves everywhere with, uh, with expensive art and uh, statuary and, um, you know, jewel-encrusted uh, paraphernalia. Um, and uh, you'll see labels on the doors, um, you know, cabin, bunkers, uh, mess hall, um, bridge... Okay, so I will look for the med bay or something that corresponds to a hospital so we can get Jill back on track. Yes, uh, you find a small room. There's an open bed with a scanner um, and drawers of supplies. You do find a bandage. Okay, I don't know how to... I know how to use bandages. I hope this works. And I, I bandage her head and I say, Deidre, if you know what you're doing, please take over. No, this looks fine. You're stopping the bleeding. Just apply pressure right there. All right, I... I professionally squeeze Jill's head, not in any kind of erotic fashion, but just like a, I'm helping with the bleeding. I, I, How I, else would you apply pressure to well, I just <laughs> You don't know what people are into. I, I am a yes. man of many charms, and after that talk with Cal, I just don't want to go the wrong way. Any, you know, anyway, I'm I, helping you. I didn't you. assume that. I, I kind okay. of thought you would just push the bandage on the wound. <laughs> that, yes, that is what I'm doing, so... Yes. Stopping the bleeding. Professionally. I say, Deidre, <laughs> um, is this captain of this ship 
a terrible person or are they okay? Ah, uh, he's kind of a snake. Is there a brig in this ship? Yes. Oh, don't worry. I can tie him up. Um, hold on. Let me let me just uh, l- let me just go and get Jerry. He's my uh, my co-infiltrator here. He's actually a navigation specialist who can fly the ship, and we can get out of here. Beautiful. Because I don't know anything about flying the ship. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of Jill. I'll she- see you soon. And if you see Cal, tell him to get over here. Yeah. Uh, she phones out for Jerry and and has him come to the Mexel. Um, and lets him in. Uh, while she's out the, outside the door, does she see Cal? No, Cal has posted himself up guarding the uh, reactor door to make sure nobody reverses what they've done. Gotcha. A security detail does come to the reactor door. Oh, he's holding it shut. From which side? From the inside. From the inside. Okay. And uh, I assume he uh, is going to far exceed any kind of strength roll. No, probably not. He's impregnable, not the strongest person in the world. Not the full Superman package. But he does have his phaser pointed at the core. At the core? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And he he made sure it was set to kill. Okay. All right. The guards push through the door. He shoots the the, uh, core. Hey, you guys, let's use rolls to determine outcomes. That's <laughs> for what anything for. that needs one. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that a, a, a platoon of security guards can overpower him if he is not super strong. OK. All right. But that's for why the shooting sh- for yeah. the shooting. Go ahead and give me. Is this just a one D six? I think so. Well, he's prepared. So I would say two. OK. Yeah. Go and give me two D six. OK, that is a six and a one. Okay, so you get one success. You do it poorly. You do notice that uh, the, the 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 beam is bouncing around a bit on some of the metallic surfaces, and you do shoot one of the guards. So he he didn't aim this. He aimed at the core, so the success would be hitting it, right? He did hit it, but the downside is you hurt somebody. Oh, oh well. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you keep firing <laughs> off at the core. Um, you they're are right punching... there in the core. They're gonna die anyway. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. you are punching quarter-sized holes through this machinery as you go. Hey, Cal, this is what I was saying, right? <laughs> That's why he stayed. But he knows he's not going to die, and you will. That's why he knocked you out. No, no, no. But like the killing people who are just about to explode doesn't matter, right? You weren't there. You can't hear him say that anyway. No. Okay, I'm just saying. I approve. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. a hypocrite. That's all you gotta know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, Jerry joins you on the Mexel and fires up the ship. Um, and you guys make your way back down to Nicomoy. Does the explosion happen? Please tell me there's a giant explosion in the in the sky. I'm I'm, letting, I'm pausing so we can see if anybody else wants to, to interject anything they want to try here. As I'm dreaming. I remember about how Deidre was unconscious in the jail cell, right? After I knocked her out. Uh Uh-huh. Little did I know that far off in the distance, Toro and Deidre had been having a secret plan. By betraying Deidre, Toro did not know that she would get her revenge on him one day. She would destroy everything that was dear to him. The entire ship. Okay. (laughs) I mean, okay. Um, So that's the dream that you're having. Cool. Um, so I'm suggesting the dust, she just had two different dusts and she worked this all out 
so that we, fire-breathing kittens, would do what she, the incompetent Deidre, could not. That we would blow up the spaceship for her. The You're space bound station. to determine to hate her. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, that's kind of fun, right? That's kind um, of fun. You do see a large explosion uh, off in the distance. And uh, since the engines are no longer working, it has not kept up with the, the rotation over the last couple of hours. And it falls into the ocean um, just offshore of Nicomoy. Cal crawls out of the uh, wreckage and <laughs> stretches his wings and, you know, just starts flying towards Nicomoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> game <laughs> i left it up to you guys so yeah. <clears throat> while the ship is making its way back to the planet mm-hmm. and i have bandaged jill's head successfully i will pull out my loot and play soft music to try to to soothe her physical wounds as well as any emotional wounds that she may be having that's a good idea go ahead and roll roll two die oh okay i got a six and a one you succeed. Uh, she grimaces with a headache at, at the off-key playing. One of your strings must be damaged, but she does start to stir. This is me? Yes. Okay, I sorry. I was a guy at the time. Okay. So Jack wakes up. Um, I, I know who you really are. You still don't know your true don't pronouns. Don't try to fool me. <laughs> okay. You don't have to pretend anymore. Station's gone. Okay, okay. You did watch the transformation. Um... So, use my kit. Yeah. <laughs> so I wake up and I see the explosion and the the raining wreckage. And I'm like, oh, good. We succeeded. We saved draws. I, I reply with a slight frown. And I say, I don't know how to break this to you. There's good news and bad news. The good news is I don't think you're going to be written up for attempted murder and murder. Oh, yeah, she is. But bad news is Cal did not make it. Oh, uh, no. So, he knocked me out. What a stupid person sacrificing themselves. <laughs> I know. Maybe when we get back, we can have a memorial for him. I think Nulasag would appreciate that. A cautionary tale of how not to be an idiot on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> or don't assign folks to tell your adventurers and not do anything except for watch. The HR department will be closed after this. <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> and, okay. And then I turn to Deidre and say, So, uh, you and Jared, y'all got a place to live? Because uh, my parents got an extra room if you need a place to, you know, get on your feet for a while. Well, it looks like we're going to be... Uh you know, here for a while, so yeah, we better start building a life. I will say, the contents of this ship are immaculate. And, uh, if you are willing to sell them, I'm sure you could do very well for yourself. Oh, yes, uh, I, well, my portion of it anyways. I assume we're all splitting this. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I assume that too now. Now. Yes. <laughs> I did not want to jump to conclusions, but I do, I will gladly accept your generous offer. Absolutely. Um, yeah, she's thinking maybe maybe she'll take her portion in the uh, the mechanics of the spaceship and maybe give you a lot of the gold and jewels and things. That works for me. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to do? Well, I actually, as they, I did kind of enjoy this, actually. <laughs> I'm glad. As they get into the uh, FBK HQ, mm-hmm. that when they walk in, Cal just does looks at him. About time you got back. Cal, how did you survive? Oh, I got Super Crud on speed dial. He came in and grabbed me. Huh. Do you think we could have his number? <laughs> and why did you not call him earlier when we had all these difficulties? Uh, it's only for emergencies. And he's, you have to ask him if you can have his number. I cannot give it. Can you set up a lunch date for Jill and I to meet Super Crud? <laughs> so we can well, ask him potentially about his number. And do you I, know what I his favorite try. food is? I, I could try. I can't guarantee nothing. No, that's fine. Just an introduction is all I'm asking for. Do you know what his favorite food is? Because I want to make sure we are serving that. Crab meat. Done. <laughs> Especially from Guardian. Go back Lou. to season one to Call figure out what that means. Back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't think that episode's even available because it had terrible audio. But yeah, that was a good one. Contorted Crick. Yeah, the third episode ever. <laughs> Paid and crab meat. All right. So, do you? So that's the episode. We're all back. You are all lavishly wealthy from all of the treasure that you found, plus your five thousand gold reward. Um, do you want to hear alternate endings? Yeah. Okay, alternate endings. So, the beginning was very uh, linear. Sorry, you, you go to the hospital, you find Deidre, you learn what was what all was going on. However, everything was very freeform after that, and you had a lot of options. Things I was planning on. You could kill Toro and take over the ship by force. Um, you could uh, somehow try to infiltrate uh, the, uh, you know, get jobs there and work your way up. Um, you could find the reactor, um, especially with the help of Jerry, uh, the navigator who knows how to use the systems. Um, if you had taken her hint that she has some help. Um you could have found Jerry and actually reversed the flow of the photon beam to restore the energy that was taken back to the planet. Um, or the last thing I thought was you could just destroy the whole thing. I was imagining with a big, with a more rapid explosion, like, uh, you know, bringing some explosives, but you know, it works to close some valves. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought of. Those are options. Yeah. I mean, if you cut off the heat transfer for a reactor, it will melt down and explode. Yeah, true. It'll, it'll get there. Yeah. Um, so, as in terms of what happens from now, you have a massive space station wreckage at the bottom of the ocean, shortly outside of Nicomoy. If that anybody wants, wants to explore that in the future, um, the section of farmland is still tainted, um, and that can be a problem for a future episode to try to restore the fertility of the land in that area. Right now, there's still a massive fungal infestation there. It's um, just one area. Yeah, it's just one area. They didn't drain the whole planet. That takes a few more months. Um, I'm glad. Uh-huh. <laughs> planet's not going to die, but you're going you're gonna to get a fungal desert there eventually. Um, we don't live there. Hmm. Or maybe we should help the people that have lived there for generations and not shrug our responsibility as adventurers. Come on, yeah. y'all. Find uh, a way yeah. to restore that at some point in the future. Vampire um, rates. We now have two new people, uh, Jerry and Deidre, trucking around Nicomoy, finding their way. Um, 
And uh, yeah, at this, and then the only other thing is that unfortunately, Lothario, you still have COPD, so you're gonna you're gonna be a little more uh, sensitive to illness for a while. That's okay. Now. I'm fabulously wealthy, and there are clerics. So uh, this time next episode, I'll be right as rain. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to your DMs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I will. I will introduce it as a fact uh, of the matter, and we'll see what they say. Uh huh. Yep. All right. Questions? Uh, yes. Deidre and Jerry, are they a thing? They are not. Excellent. That's Both good. of their planets were destroyed by the Universal Traversal, um, and they've just, they've just been good friends trying to do what they can to reverse that. Okay. I would like to ask Deidre out for uh, dinner at, I guess, not meet my parents just yet. That seems very forward, but just, you know, get to know the local flavor of Nicomoy. Hmm. Maybe one of these episodes she'll take you up on it. Oh. I've I want to know if Jill is... be my character now. <laughs> I, I, I would like to know if Jill is happy to still be alive. You know, when I woke up and I saw that space station exploding in the sky, I was filled with joy. That's not a yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt real happy to watch people die, I say, a little clearer. She's not a good person, guys. Uh... Oh, we already know that. All right. She loved killing. It, it made her day. Oh, for now. For now, <laughs> she's not a good person. I'm optimistic that we can ride the well, ship. May, maybe Cal's lecture will help. It's one lecture for each person that died, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Cal to know I did not twist any valves. So, no lectures for Lothario. Innocent. Innocent. I uh, know there's this thing where if you take participation in a felony, you're also a felon. Oh, that's Ooh. is that a case law in Guasso? <laughs> I don't and know. Besides, it sounds this... like you're an accessory to murder. <laughs> well, I, I saved time, that captain. She only He's gets one murder lecture because only she only killed one person. Everybody who died on the station is died because they decided to stay there. So it's their own fault. So she gets manslaughter le lectures. <laughs> well... No. I don't know. Cal announced that they should leave. And yeah. they took their lives in it their was own their hands. So, oh, yeah. You're going to have all these refugees all over Nicomoy. Uh-oh. That sounds like a lot of potential future episodes. Uh-huh. All right. We'll see how that goes in the future. You want to do the sign-off, Jim? <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us. We had Lothario. Well, I think it worked out pretty good. Uh-huh. We had Cal. <laughs> Now, see, this is why murder is wrong. Now, sit back. It's going to take a long time, at least three, four, five hours. Mm-hmm. And Jill. Which is smarter, a robot maid or a robot doctor? All right. See you guys later. Well, okay. Is there a punchline to that? I, I, I guess well, tune in wait next for the week. punchline. All right. Punch me. A robot maid because she's got her AI. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's that part of the show where we talk about a podcast that you might like. Have you heard of Makeshift Stories? Makeshift Stories is an independently produced sci-fi, fantasy, and speculative fiction podcast for all ages. Twice a month, escape the ordinary and join us on a journey through space, time, possible futures, alternative pasts, and the unexplainable. Here's a recent review. Quote, 
great, earnest, and original tales of imagination. Something wonderful going on. I love these and binged on all the episodes available. Now I have to wait for new ones, and I am so happy when one appears. End quote. Check out Makeshift Stories, a podcast.